those, those little brats every day of the week. That was fun. Huh? After rubber chickens, tamatonga, and iron fingers, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast. The podcast open to everyone, uh, especially General Chang, who uh, made his way to Stovocore in the last week or so. I know it's not a next-gen reference, Mr. Andy, but uh, Worf or Michael Dawn is in Star Trek VI, so that kind of counts for me. Uh, we are a New Japan Pro Wrestling <laughs> podcast. We will talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, as we always do. Yeah, <laughs> especially the final New Beginning shows as well, some news and stuff coming up. So yes, I am your host, Luke, and with me, as always, is Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Luke. Uh, hello, Mr. Andy. And hello, Grumpy. That's, you know, that's your nickname. I need to call you that more. I apologize. Um, and uh, I actually saw the, uh, that is Star Trek VI, the Undiscovered Country you're talking about. Yeah. I saw that in theater and yeah. um, with my dad. And it's one of my favorite Star Trek movies. I fucking love Same. it. I love that there's like this really hot like changeling that wants to like suck Kirk's dick or something and then she tips him off later to that to, like to kick this guy in the knee because his his genitals are on his knee and uh that's yeah. just some great Star Trek talk there for you <laughs> it's not next generation so the listeners are very disappointed <laughs> they'll be fine but you know there's a couple next generation connections in that film you've got david warner as one of the uh ching uh, ching on klingon ambassadors jeez i say i'm klingon racist uh <laughs> david warner is one of the ambassadors there and uh he is a cardassian in next gen he's the motherfucker who's like how many lights are there oh my Picard? god he's that that's guy? him dude yeah that's david warner yeah that's wow. the same man no shit man those cardassians yeah. are assholes i don't get oh it. my god yeah, they're, they're douchebags, especially that Ducat. I but hate that's him. Despite. I can't stand him. I hate his storyline so much. He's <laughs> like, I love DS9. I love it. But, man, I can't stand his character. <laughs> For me, it was Kai Wynn. As soon as she turns oh. up on screen, I'm just like, I want to fucking skip this episode. She is brutal. God. <laughs> can, I, can I skip this one, please? Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're not here to talk Star Trek. We've got lots of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling to cover this week. Holy crap, some stuff went down, Mr. Yeah. Andy, but if people want to contact us, they can do that. They can do that via the email. I have an email from a friend of the show I'll read out in a minute, but you can email us with your words or your voice at uh, neveropenpod at gmail.com. Yeah. And I'm over at the Tweety, uh, at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Andy's over there, at Drusifer Tweets. And we're collectively on the Tweety uh, at Never Open Pod. Whoa, look at that. Look at that. I, I did it without any branding. It's good. I think half the time you have to go. How do, how do people contact us, Luke? Oh, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, we start talking so, uh, about genitals on the knees of aliens and, and people sucking, you know, Kirk's dick. And, and then all of a sudden you forget about that stuff. It happens. Yeah. Wasn't Kirk's type. Kirk likes the green ones. Um, all right. So, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> Too much Kirk chat. We're a Picard podcast, everyone. All right. So, shall we read this email that, uh, well, shall I read? It'd be weird if we both read it. That, I wonder if we could do that. No. All right. No. One, two. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Shall I read this email? Please. All right. So, this is from uh, uh, Mr. Lexus. 
Montez, who's a friend of the show. He has been on the show, and you can you can find that wherever you get your podcast. Everyone, it was really fun. So he has a question, and I'll read that out right now. Uh, Oi, my dudes. I have a few things to say here, so let's get underway. I want both Luke and Andy, in brackets, Mr. Andy, to help me understand the greatness that is Yano. I cannot follow a Yano match for the life of me, so I need recommendations on his bouts. Secondly, I appreciate the show and hope for more success. Go forward, my friends. P.S. I don't care about spoilers. Uh, I figure if you've listened to this, you you know, uh, Bushi beating Wato is very yay. Very yay. He was responding to your tweet where you kind of questioned whether that was yay or not. Or not. We could talk about that later, but yeah. always good to hear from Lexus. Um, you know, I've known him a long time, and I've often talked about Yano with him, and he just pretty much ignores it. So it sounds to me like his mind is opening. He's opened that third eye a little bit, and he's ready to let Yano into his heart. Um, he can't open his third eye. That's gimmick infringement, isn't it? Uh, no, that guy's like fell off a rope and he doesn't wrestle anymore, right? <laughs> um, but uh, so, well, my recommendation for him would be very easy, you know, because he loves Minoru Suzuki, loves him. So Yano versus Suzuki is a tremendous matchup, and it involves Suzuki doing comedy stuff. So, you know, and and what I don't understand about this whole situation is that Lexus Montez is a pretty funny dude. He also finds me very funny, and um, so, like, especially when I'm not trying to be funny, that's when he really finds me funny. So, um, he, I mean, I make him laugh and stuff, so I know the dude likes to laugh. What's not to laugh about with Yano? So, I mean, what do you think, Luke? All right, so... Three three opponents of Yano's that I'd recommend, uh, totally different to yours. I know the Suzuki matches are great. But then I'd also go for uh, Kenny Omega versus Yano. Those matches are awesome. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, yeah. uh, versus Yano, especially from the G1 this last year. That was really cool. And Sonata. Uh, the Cold Skull himself has uh, a pretty, pretty good chemistry with uh Mr. Toriano as well. I find those matches are hilarious. Something more recent, you might have seen this, uh, Mr. Lexus, but uh, Yano versus Hiromu at the New Japan Cup last year was freaking awesome as well. That was so yeah. much fun. That was like right when we started. It was so goofy. I barely remember it, but it was like the best thing going on at the time, you know? The elevator finish, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was pretty great. And, you know, I mean, if you don't think wrestling should be funny, you're wrong. And, and I understand. It's okay. We can all be wrong um, at times. And, and you know, Lexus has even done – I mean, he's a pretty serious wrestler when he's in the ring. He doesn't really make jokes and stuff. But I've seen him do pretty silly shit. Like, for example – just taking things from fan members or, you know, from members of the crowd. He will just walk up and take their food and just start eating it. This is pre-COVID. He used to take sodas from people and just dump it out. One time, Lexus won a title and ran over to me and my sister and just dumped our waters all over the title for no reasons. <laughs> I don't know why. And that was really funny. So, I don't know. I mean, the guy knows what's funny. I mean, how do you not like Yano, you know? Well, he must be like some of um, Yano's opponents who hate Yano because this guy's a, a, a cheating asshole who will just punch you in the nuts at the first opportunity he gets. 
Well, check out wanted- uh, Lexus Montez. You can follow him on Twitter at yeah. SuperLexus17. And on IWTV, he just had a tremendous match uh, on OWA, and he's all over that thing. So search his name on there, and you'll find all kinds of cool shit. Mr. Lexus, can you uh, make your way down to Texas and uh, take that title off uh, Chase Owens, please? Just uh, Yeah, just That'd do that. Man, he I'd would, love you for it. It'd be awesome. I, he would hate it. There's way too many white people in Texas. Like Lexus would hate it, oh. man. And he he'd like take that title and probably like chuck it in the Rio Grande or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> After he pulls your drinks all over it. <laughs> it was so Fair funny, enough. man. That was a good time. <laughs> well, that's uh, good. So yeah. Oh man, but uh, yeah, check out some of those Yano feuds. I, I would, I'd call them the Suzuki ones. Awesome. There's three with Kenny Omega. There's three matches, and they're all really super different. In fact, it was an Omega-Yano match that made me fall in love with Yano, and I think it's the one where they both got their legs tied, <laughs> taped up, and they're both running the ropes with their legs tied around, tied up, tied up, so uh, taped up. So it's pretty fucking awesome. You might hear power tools. Uh, it is a Saturday morning, oh, yeah. and people will be doing that. I know you say you can't hear stuff on my end sometimes, and sometimes I can't hear stuff on your end. But when I listen to this show back, I hear all the sounds. So uh, <laughs> well, it kind of it works somehow. I don't know yeah, how. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, it's fine. You know, whatever. People got to do stuff. There's got to be sounds. I think our sound quality is pretty damn good. Um, and I'm pretty happy with it. So I'm happy with you as a host, Luke. I'm happy with the Aww. show. And I'm happy to be talking about New Japan with my buddy. Yep. Hell yeah, man. Oh, man. I, I get so fucking excited. And, uh, you know, there's been, a, what, a couple of days since the last show? And I'm just like, that's too long. That's too long. But so much news and stuff came out. So we gave ourselves an extra day this time again. And it turns out we got, we will have some news. But I think all the news is kind of spoilery. So we might save it for when it's relevant. What do you reckon? What about the young lion? Well, the... Apart from that piece of news, that is freaking huge. And there is a man by the the name of Yuto Nakashima who will be debuting on Road to Castle Attack. He is a new young lion. He's 24 years old. And this is going to hurt my brain because now we have a Yuto, a Yuya, and a Yota (laughs) in the young lions. But good on him. He's uh, he's about 95 kilos, all that kind of stuff. Uh, MMA, judo, jiu-jitsu background, as well as water polo, apparently. Water polo? Wow. wow. So he, he spent a year in the Fale Dojo uh, before it became the New Zealand Dojo. And he's, uh, yeah, all this kind of stuff. So he's he's debuting. He, he looks like a, a fit, handsome lad. And uh, I, can't see, I can't wait to see him uh, tap it out to a brab on <laughs> Sunday. I'm pretty it's his sure. debut. You know he's tapping out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm pretty sure he's the guy that we've seen with the shaved head a couple times. The one guy that uh, LSJ mm-hmm. was like, who's this dickhead? That guy. Yes, he does have a very shaved head. Uh, yeah. Well, he looks very young liney. So uh, I'm excited. <laughs> we've been saying for ages we need a new young lion. Uh, actually, we've been saying for ages we need, like, many new young lions. especially. yes. <laughs> yeah. We need a few. <laughs> Please. Please send all new new young lions to Japan right now. <laughs> oh, give the dad someone else to work with, and that way I don't have to see 
the 10 millionth Yoda Suji versus Gabriel Kidd match. I know they're good, but come on. Oh, All uh, right. by the way, no no Kojima tweet this week, but I did see something on Twitter that he posted. It's not really Kojima tweet worthy, but it is three dads worthy. And it was just it was Ooh. a tweet like uh, advertising that now the three the third generation gym uh, is now offering online classes. So, you know, uh-huh. so that's like, you know, that's like live cams or whatever. Right. Right. That's. Oh man, dude, I I just need more of that. The, those three dads, they've got to open a gym now, man. They have to. They have to do what is in my stupid daydreams. I demand it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Oh they man. Do. All right, are you ready? You I'm ready? ready. We the... got this first show. It's in Corrigan uh, yeah. Hall, and then when we get in these other shows, I got some great information. I know. I mean, the listeners. They've information. Been, they've been constantly hmm? emailing us. They've been tweeting us up saying when are we going to learn more stupid facts about these buildings that the guys run in and we're going to learn more about that uh, about that Sun Plaza Hall but I don't have any facts about Kurgan Hall I'm sorry to disappoint but ELP is on English commentary and Yoshi fucking Hashi is on Japanese commentary yeah you can't trust either man either can you no but yes it's the uh, the very tiny last bit of road before new beginning again so you know they've they've turned the corner. They're on the last bit of stretch. Here we go. We got Kid, yeah, Gabriel, Yuya, or Yuyu as I wrote it. Stupid fingers. <laughs> and Ryusuke Taguchi versus El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Minaro Suzuki. And if I was ELP, I wouldn't be goading Suzuki because apparently, like, there's been that reprimand to Goto, and uh, if you're on commentary, you're not allowed to fuck around and the wrestlers and stuff. Come on, come on, hit me. Come and hit me. And if I was... But I do recall reporting a couple of low-energy nights by Mr. Ryusuke Taguchi where he didn't use his ass once. Well, guess what? He uses his ass once in this match, which uh, is awesome. Oh, wow. Uh, yep, so we've gone from zero ass attacks to one. Fantastic. I really like how uh, Yu Yu Umar always goes for Suzuki. So that's pretty damn cool. Yu Yu beats on Suzuki and starts slapping him in the face, which is, ouch, not a good idea. And, uh, yeah, there's a Suzuki will tie up Kid. Then there's a closed fist on Yu Yu by El Desperado. And then Pinche Loco. Fun stuff. Yeah, I, I was... Um... I saw something in this match I don't think I've ever seen before, and that was a really stiff, funky weapon. So, like, mm. the, the one funky weapon that he hit was, like, super stiff, and it looked like it hurt. And I was like, wait, how does that... Okay, I've never seen that look painful before, but it did. But the only thing I really want to note in this match is that... Uh, well, two things. One, it had a hot shot start, and that's important for later. And then, uh, you know, ELP is on commentary, and he says he respects Gabriel Kidd because... He lost a kid once, and because the kid looks less pasty than he normally does. So very important to note the uh, pastiness of Gabriel Kid. Yes, and uh, also someone hammering. I hear that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's all right. That Those things happen. Half my movie reviews, if you ever listen, watch them, everyone, it's uh, just type in LSJ's late reviews. Uh, yeah, there's lawn mowering. And traffic and shit, because i got to do these minutes daily. No one cares. Anyway, we got Goto 
uh, Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, and Kazuchika Okada versus the Evil King Pimps. <laughs> and there's a uh, Yoshihashi on commentary just making eyes at Jay, and uh, Jay doesn't give a shit. <laughs> so I wrote here Jay versus Ishii New Japan Cup question mark because like uh, I don't I, that's they've already advertised the New Japan Cup, haven't they? Yes. So I was like, maybe first round there. I don't know. But this match is like what you'd expect. But uh, <laughs> Jay is beating up Ishii in front of Yoshihashi and just goads him to beat him up. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> so there's a DQ here and in uh, uh, chaos, uh, except for Okada, the two chaos guys, chase Jay out to the back. And uh, Okada wants a match but with uh, evil still, but uh, chair baseball. And that's about it. Um, this is pretty funny. It, when when everybody came out for their you know announcements, the ring entrance, uh, Dick Togo stood there waiting for his announcement and posing, but no one announced him, which was disappointing. You know, he just was like, oh. And uh, ELP was making fun of Goto all night. You know, which I'm a big fan of. Fuck Goto, as we know. <laughs> uh, I like, you know, obviously Yoshihashi, very dumb. You know, it's what happens when you have a giant schlong. It's just, you know, you, you can't really think as well. So much blood goes to it that right. there's nothing left to make your brain compute good. Exactly. Especially when you get fired up and you're angry at somebody or you're trying to fuck, you know, a football or something. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. But um, it, it's funny football. that I love the heel goading the good guy into fighting. That's always a good trope in wrestling. And I love when it leads to the heel doing something specifically dastardly like I don't know, punching a woman or something crazy like that. That's always very funny uh, to me, but uh, not the, you know what I mean. But anyway, the ELP. I know what you mean. <laughs> so oh, I just, I have a friend who, who like head kicked uh, a wrestler's wife to get him to wrestle him. <laughs> it's really funny. It's supposed to be dramatic and scary, but it was just, it just came off as hilarious. But anyway, <laughs> ELP looked at Okada and he called him Mr. Noodles, which is, um, not, I mean, this is borderline racist there, because <laughs> he says he looks like a cup of noodles, which is oh you know, so. right, yeah. He's got to work on his. He's got to, yeah. That's he's getting better. I, I'm really enjoying him now. He's getting better, but yeah, I guess that's uh, that's naughty, but uh, <laughs> he's a very naughty boy. I think we've uh, we've come to expect that. He is. He's a cheeky bastard, as those uh, British people would say. Oh yeah, we we call people cheeky bastards here really? too. What does it actually mean? Yeah. What's cheeky mean? Cheeky, uh, mischievous, uh, naughty okay. in that kind of playful, kind of funny way. But it you also, know, with a, but, but also, it's means... when you it's when you're naughty, but you got that like that twinkle in your eye, like okay. you're being cheeky. So when yeah. that alien was like, "Hey, Kirk, I want to suck your dick," was she being cheeky though? I mean, is that like just can you describe that as being cheeky or not? And that's more horn, horny, but uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I oh, also say... I forgot to mention that second match. Uh, <laughs> it had another hot shot start, so they gotta. I mean, come on, man, they can't do that in every single oh. fucking match. So. Yeah, but you gotta think like that. Those those six man never guys. They're really angry at the king right now, <laughs> so know. they're going after. There's gotta be more than one way to show that you're angry. So uh, anyway. Oh man. All right, so now we got uh, Doki and the Dangerous Techers versus uh, the Gorillas of Destiny and Jado. <clears throat> and what's this? They go after each other right away again. That's at the third match in a row because Taichi's really pissed off at Tamatonga 
And this time Tamatonga's got three bags. So of course Taichi opens all three, and the third one's a rubber chicken. And then then uh, sometimes when I hear Tama do this friggin' over the top laugh, just reminds me of like uh, you've seen Evil Dead too, right? Sure. It just makes me yeah. think of some of the cackling in that. I'm I'm just waiting for him to to cackle. And then say, I'll swallow your soul, I'll swallow your soul. I keep waiting for him to do that. Maybe he's saying that in Japanese. One of the few uh, what uh, gaijin wrestlers in New Japan that I notice uh, that will talk shit to the Japanese wrestlers in Japanese. So I really like that. He, he probably just, He's probably just saying words like, yeah, come on, bitch, or something like that. Yeah, probably. Who knows? He's a wrestler. But they love saying the word bitch. They do. Dude, they've been loving that on um, on the AEWs. And I'll, I'll mention an, an AEW match that happened uh, very soon. But, okay. uh, yeah, so, you know, rubber chicken, evil dead too. <laughs> Jardy, Jardy. Jardo pulls Doki out onto the floor and starts beating him up with a kendo stick. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Tama reaches for more iron fingers, but uh, <laughs> it's this elephant puppet, and he uses it to punch Doki up. Oh, fucking made me laugh. Uh, Doki beats off Jado and Tamatunga with his stick, and a kick to Taichi's face. Taichi's face? A kick to Jado's face by Taichi. And that's all it took. Taichi didn't have to put a finisher on. I wonder if ELP was really pissed off about that because he it was like kind of crazy. He was like, "That's bullshit," you know, or whatever. He must be kicking trees or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I missed that. So that's fucking funny. All right, I really appreciated that he did that. But yeah, you know, you don't really need much to beat to beat Jato, do you? It's true. You know, um, did you notice the Tai Chi cosplayer in the crowd? He was awesome um, and very disrespectful at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that, but I really appreciate that you did. So, um, you know, it's there's a lot more of these, like, uh, Iron Finger fake-outs, like you said. And I wonder if one of these times he's going to have one of these bags and Taichi's going to reach in there, he's going to find a pile of Randy Orton shit in there. I don't know. Maybe he will. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Kelly has been referring to the choking... Uh, as the Greco-Roman throat hold, which is pretty funny. Um, I do like that. And one of these days soon, I'm going to uh, have extensive notes on the the um, you know history and etymology of Greco-Roman used as a prefix in wrestling. So it's going to be, you can't wait. I can't wait either. I'm like, so excited about it. Um, you know, Ref Chumpy had a rough week this week. Uh, he did okay in this match, but my God, is he blind. And um I really like how Dookie is kind of the hero in this match. He's like saves the day, you know. It's pretty great. <laughs> I just love, and you know what's great is that the Japanese fans they they think it's funny just like we do because they laugh when this shit happens. They're like, "Oh, that's hilarious! Dookie's a hero. That's funny." You know, I don't know. It's yeah. great. I love it. Yeah, Dookie's a hero, and uh, yeah, just look at him. He's he's such a dag, and. <laughs> He's awesome. I'm hoping that he'll break his record at this year's Best of Super Juniors and get a six point. I hope he wins. Thing. That's three wins. Awesome. Yeah, you hope Doki wins uh, over over El Desperado. I mean, that would be a great feud right there. There we go. A split up Suzuki Goon, and this is how we get Dookie Goon eventually. You know. <laughs> 
Dookie Goon. <laughs> sake. If we get Dookie Goon, that's that'll be you. <laughs> you be giggling every time. Dookie Goon. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, yeah, let's go to what we're very giggling okay. tonight anyway, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh man, I've got to laugh. I have to. Uh we're back on lockdown here in Australia, folks, or Victoria. Yep. So uh I, uh, I, I do. Oh, just to let the people know on the sh- uh, who listen, in case they want an update on how I uh, am going in regards to that deathmatch down under show. Well, me, and my wife, my sister were going, and it was today, tonight, if you will, and uh, stage four lockdown. So the show got postponed. So. Well, that doesn't mean you can't go. It just means you can't go now. So, you know, yeah, uh, there'll be something in the future. And, you know, I, I still I didn't reach out to those guys. I need to reach out to them and say hi, just for introduce ourselves or whatever. So I'll do that. So I'll put it in my notes right. next to the Greco-Roman um, information. I got to uh, research. So that's right. As long as you get that Greco-Roman info, that that's, <laughs> that's all Very that matters. It's in pen. And then the uh, the death match down under things in pencil. So. All right, cool. Uh, all right, you got a system, I guess. Uh, who knows? All right, so now we got Wato and Tomoaki Honma. I'm a little tired of seeing Honma so high on every card all the time versus Bushi and Naito. And here, Wato's hair. He looks like he settled on a hairstyle. It looks kind of cool now. Oh, like it didn't before? What are you trying to say? All right, it looks cool-er now. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> we got some big water news we're going to talk about later and i don't know if you know this so uh, i'll spring it on you later it's good stuff or maybe right. not you might forget you might not because i remember one episode you're like i've got theories about the united states title and i'll tell you later in the show and i'm just like i don't think you got around to that <laughs> that does happen on occasion it, however yeah. it, ke- it keeps people listening so that's right there are some fireworks factories we'll get to everyone and there's some <laughs> we're just gonna totally uh, drive by but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's Tenzan's back out for Wato now which is cool I guess uh, except you can't do the Mongolian shops anymore no. I think at one point Naito slapped Honma so hard that uh, Honma looked like he considered retirement so uh, <laughs> Naito should have slapped him again Naito keeps Honma down for a 12 count too so uh, I-, I love it I'm being a little mean to Honma but um, he should be in the uh, first couple matches dad spot, not the semi-main event. Okay. Okay. That's okay, how I that's feel. Fair. <laughs> that's fair. You know? I mean, this match is kind of nothing. It's just, it's, Tenzon gets made fun of a bunch by Naito and Bushi. That's funny. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all that happens here, you know? Yeah. And, of, and of course, we've got our main event, which is Show and God versus Hiromu and Sonata. My first note is draw question mark mm-hmm. and uh yeah so this is awesome and uh, yeah so naito didn't he he broke hiromu's first bosj trophy correct so now he has one wing and now the other wings come off so i think this year's best of super junior trophy will just be a trophy base what do you reckon <laughs> just a pl- this the plate off of it with your name on it okay. yeah <laughs> so uh it's uh sonata and god to start things off and uh, I thought they did it, but I, I I've wrote it in my notes here, but I didn't see anything in their in their title match. But I felt like the commentators potentially teased a new move by Sonata for his match against uh, uh, God. But 
I don't remember that ever happening. No, I didn't Man. see any new moves. Yeah, but I felt like they kind of teased it right there. Who knows? Hmm. But, uh, you know, it was great stuff. And, yeah, it was a draw. Uh, but I thought it was pretty fucking awesome. Especially, like, the, the, the four men go hard. I always love it. And sometimes they go for so long. In these kind of matches where they go for a draw, like, you'll get... You'll get Shohan and Hiromu beating each other up for so long that you kind of forget it's a tag match and you yeah. think they're actually having their match right now. I really love that feeling of when that happens. So when the, when one of the tag people come in, they're like, oh, 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 man. Oh, but I've still got the title match to look forward to. I guess, yeah. So really cool shit. They're in, they're in top gear for pretty much the whole match. It's... Maybe the best. I think I like the six match a little six man a little more because it had um, Shingo and Tana and they just added to it. But the four man was really good too. Yeah, I mean this is one of the best tag matches we've seen recently. There was that one you were talking about the elimination one that was so badass. But this was you know all four guys just doing as much counter shit as they could. You know, God and Sonata have like a preview or like a counter preview series that starts the match. Then they have a submission preview. Then the juniors do the same thing with strikes and running the ropes. And Hiromu does this dodge variation I've never seen before where he's laying on the apron. And here comes a show to do like a baseball slide. And he just kind of like Hiromu just lifts himself up, almost bridges just a little bit enough to get through the middle rope and then run in and do some more shit. And that was a really cool dodge variation I've never seen before. Um, then they trade off double teaming each other, and there's a fantastic double paradise lock that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then the junior, juniors almost kill each other with lariats, and the ending series is insanely good. I thought this was one of the best matches of the week. I fucking loved it. Yep. It's uh, it's really awesome stuff. It's what the Sonata got. He's got the uh, skull end on Ibushi right near the end as well, and all that kind of stuff. It's it's fucking awesome. Really exciting, and yeah. So we've gone on gone from having no draws for for a couple of years now to having two in as many weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with DQs, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're getting a bit. Yeah, yeah. There's a few DQs coming here and there but you did notice the draw music at the end as well right yeah the draw it has a theme right yeah yeah <laughs> i noticed it this funny. time too music starts playing i'm like well that's no one's theme uh that must be the draw music that mr andy was mentioning yeah it's fucking hilarious <laughs> oh man why why can't i get that on spotify new oh. japan pro wrestling draw music i'll make i'll make a like an mp3 for you or something and send it to you, you can make it your uh your uh you know uh, ringtone or something like that and then what's when the it, music when your phone rings the mu- then you can have what? a big nice long conversation with people like what that is like what's that song oh well let me tell yeah. you it's not it can't be we are the champions it's we can't beat each other it's a draw <laughs> we didn't yeah. lose but we didn't yeah. win <laughs> and we didn't win do 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 yeah <sighs> <laughs> all right let's now, go let's what's do it the, there's a they might be giant song uh now it's over i'm dead and i haven't done anything that i want or i'm still alive and there's nothing i want to do yeah that's what it is yeah so. oh i wish i had that i wish i had some extra cash there's so many things i want to buy gets extra cash you know what i'll think i'll just keep it <laughs> <laughs> all right so the real new beginning not the new beginning from last week. All the road twos, 
It's the real one. Here we are in Hiroshima or Hiroshima, whoever you like to pronounce it. We got Yuya Uramura, Gabriel Kidd, and Yota Suji, and uh, they want to die. Jose versus El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Minari Suzuki. And this is mostly the Yuya Suzuki show. So most that most of sorry, the tongue tied. Those two men have most of the ring time in this. Really fucking like love this stuff. Suzuki takes a beating and he gets put into a brab and that's not fucking cool. Like Suzuki, I'm surprised he didn't rip off Yuya's leg and beat him to death with it. But you know, <laughs> I was like, holy shit! All right, they 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 really trust in Yuya now. He's putting on brabs on Suzuki. So uh, Suzuki then beats the shit out of Yuya, and I thought he'd fucking almost knock the poor guy out. And then uh, a one-legged brab, and there's ref stoppage. And I thought, yep, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's fine and. I do have a few things that I'd like to say about this, this match, but, you know, I'm not going to waste your time. What I'm going to do instead is I'm going to talk about the Hiroshima Sun Plaza because that's mm-hmm. where they're wrestling, and this is the home of Luke. I know you're excited. It's yet another of J- uh, uh, Japan's B-League basketball teams. Um, are the, It's the home of them. It's the, the Hiroshima Dragonflies play there. And... This venue is also the home of the annual coming-of-age ceremony, which has been a tradition since 714 CE, Common Era. Uh, The current age of adulthood in Japan is 20. Uh, But recently, uh, they voted in, in 2018 to lower the age of adulthood from 20 years to 18, which is set to take place or take effect in 2022. And this change has caused confusion on the, you know, the status of the holiday, and it's raised a lot of concerns with folks at the Sun Plaza and among kim- the kimono industry, which profits from the garments worn during the ceremony. So it's very important. Oh, man, I really hope they sort this shit out. I know. I've, I've really yeah. been monitoring it. I've started, a, you know, followed a few <laughs> subreddits and, and uh, you know, put a, joined a few Facebook groups to make sure that I'm up on what happens with the uh, kimono Spooks. industry. Speaking of, did you uh, put some money into GameStop or what? No, 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 me neither. I, I I just look at all that shit and I'm just like stock markets and stuff. I just take one look at it in in five seconds. I'm like, I suck at gambling. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> well, hey, I have a funny gambling story. It's the only time I've ever done good at gambling. When I was a kid. Um, they had this thing called the big wheel and every year there was a festival near my house. It's basically just a wheel you spin. You try to guess what numbers are going to come up and, um, big wheels keep on turning. Exactly. It proud Mary keep on burning, which I don't know what that is, but, uh, uh, next week I'll have that research. But this, um, this wheel, I was, I was guessing the numbers in my head watching it and I was like, you know what? I need some money. So I went home, I'm like seven, eight years old or something like that out in a festival by myself watching people gamble. And I asked my dad, I say, can I have some money for the big wheel? And he goes, the big wheel? No. And I'm like, come on. So he gives me um, $3 and quarters. All right. And he says, now, you know, he's thinking, oh, well, you know, this is kind of the thing where you make the kids smoke a cigarette or make them take a drink of beer when they think they're going to like it and they don't. And so I take the quarters back and I start winning. And and first of all, I'm seven or eight years old. They're letting me gamble. Um, and, uh, second of all, I keep winning and I came back with $20 and quarters that I had wanted this. And he was very shocked and was like, gambling's bad. Don't ever do that. So, <laughs> but, you know, I didn't ever win Dad, gambling after that. It was just that one time. Never gamble. 
dad, I'm now a millionaire. Stop gambling. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. He was a pre- he was a good guy. My dad's still around. Don't get me wrong, but he was a pretty bad parent when it came to that kind of stuff. Everything he did backfired. <laughs> it's really funny. So. Oh my god. Oh. I'm going to sit here and watch you smoke all of these cigarettes. And then he opens the packet and it's empty. And he's like, God damn it. You already smoked them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty great. All right, man. We got a major match here. It's been building for a while. Yeah. And uh, we got Bushi versus Wato. Of course, Tenzin comes out with Wato, of course. And all right. I've got a few things to say. Nothing major, though. But like, I like this match. It was fine. But I, I, I guess I had it in my head it would go one way, and it yeah. didn't go that way. So I was like, head-scratching. Of course, by the time we get to the end of the night, it makes sense. But at the time, you know, the second match on the card, I'm like, all right, this will be good for, for Wato, give him a push. But no, it was designed to do the opposite. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's fine. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty good time, and I thought that would put Wato over. But, you know... Bushi kicked his fucking ass. So that is what it is. Also did some uh, tope that was fucking gnarly as hell. So yeah, it was fine. Uh, it's not the last time I'm going to mention Wato. This, this <laughs> oh my god, there's something funny he does the next night. But um, yeah, you know what? It, you know exactly what it is. I thought this match was fine. Uh, I thought some of their preview stuff was a little bit more hard hitting, but you know that's all right. Bushi was doing everything he could to completely disrespect Wato. He didn't just beat him. Oh, yeah. He disrespected the shit out of him. He dressed in blue. Um, you know, he made fun of him during the match. And, you know, which mm-hmm. is, it's, I mean, that's not easy to do. Wato's very cool, and it's very hard to make fun of him. Um, but Bushi, <laughs> Bushi also, after he won, he fucking, st- he grabbed the, like, the ice pack, you know, thingy and was like, so he finally did learn that there is something in that. Because he uh, he was like, here, you know, all this is for you. And he, like, pours it all over his face after he feigns. <laughs> he feigns what I like to call the John Hatfield special. Because my friend John hates this so much. And that is when a guy beats a guy and then puts him over on the mic or something like that after he beats him. Because it's, like, the stupidest thing in wrestling. Like, well, you... Why are you putting him over? You just beat him, you know? So um, you won't put him over in the ring, but you put him on a, over in the mic afterwards. Which Bushi teased that, but then he was like, nah, fuck that. Irish whips him out. And what? You know, Tenzon doesn't do shit. You know, Tenzon just kind of oh. hangs out and watches and looks concerned as he does. And Watto, uh, my favorite thing from this match was his mean face that he made all the way down the ramp during his entrance, which was very funny. And, uh, you know, I, I thought the match was fine. I was struggling a little bit. I stayed up to watch this, and and this is when I was starting to get a little tired, you know. Um, and I was start struggling a little bit. And I was having a hard time getting into it. Uh, you know, I think that their match at the uh, Best of Super Juniors was better, and I totally yeah. agree with you that they had a couple kind of preview spots that were just top notch, and this was okay. It wasn't the best. Nope. Uh, didn't love it. Didn't hate it. Still like both men. So you know that's fine. Uh, and. Bushi just, he just needs all the other juniors to hate his guts, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, Rocky can't let it go. Uh, you know, people just, just don't like Bushi uh, in, in in other factions, and I, I think that's fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I think he loves that. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, it's his thing. And if you think about it, too, 
he's you know, got he's enough kind friends of at the bottom of the barrel of Lij, which isn't a bad place to be, honestly. You know, um, and and other guys that are like him, another guy that's kind of like him a little bit. I mean, you know, maybe he's on the rise and and stuff is uh, is Dookie. But you know, of course, Bushi's had championships and stuff like that. Dookie will one day too. But they're both like kind of bottom of the barrel juniors. And I love that New Japan even does stuff with those guys. You know, what's the thing everyone yeah. always says about the attitude era? Oh, everybody had a storyline, which is not true, but people say that. Um, but in New Japan, you know, everybody kind of does have a storyline to some extent. And if they don't, they have some kind of history that leads to a storyline that you can kind of read into what's going on. And I enjoy that about a New Japan a pro wrestling. Yeah, me too. Like that whole business of when Switchblade joined Bullet Club, uh, members of Bullet Club, Fale, so yeah, this was a plan for for a long time because you know me and me and Prince Devitt kind of found him and trained him and stuff. And I'm like, well, there is a connection there, but I doubt they wrote that story that long ago. But it is really cool. Let's just go with it. It's great. Yeah, I fucking love shit like that too. All right, so now we've got uh, El Fantasmo, Taiji Ishimori, and uh, the Evil King Pimps versus Chaos. That's Yano. Goto, Okada, Ishii, and Yoshihashi. Whoa! And all the champs, uh, the Chaos champs, <laughs> all three of them go straight after Jay White. They don't care about the other uh, yeah. the, uh, BC guys. They want to beat up Jay White. That's it. And the Bushi and match the- was a hot shot match too. And this is a hot shot match. God, yeah. enough. By the way, uh, where is Yoshihashi's reprimand? Good question. That's a good yeah. question. He left commentary. He broke the motherfucking rules, you know? Yeah. What an asshole. That's <laughs> yeah, that's all right. And, uh, yeah, I, this is kind of surprising because we've been seeing it the last few shows, and it's definitely different for me. But, uh, yeah, Chaos acting like a bunch of thugs. <laughs> and uh, it kind of works because you've got a, this big guy like Ishii and a big guy like Goto. You know, they're guys you don't want to meet in a dark alley. They'll beat the shit out of you. And then, uh, yeah, here's why. They're fucking scary when they decide they want to double team and just stomp a mud hole in your ass. It's fucking pretty It's pretty cool. And I uh, know I just said that, and you're going to hate that because that would mean I would think Goto's kind of cool, but mm. fuck you. He's <laughs> not cool. That's not a word I would use to describe him. No, I know it isn't. Uh, I think shit, uh, crap, uh, variations of uh, <laughs> is what you use. But yes, uh, it, it is fun stuff with uh, the focus mostly being on Jay and those uh, bully thugs from Chaos trying to beat him. <laughs> Ishii and Jay work as well. And uh, here's what I wrote in my notes. I wish they were having a singles match. Jeez, I wonder if that'll happen. And of course, like... Uh, you you tweeted this out that night, and, and when I saw that tweet, I was like, fuck, he's right. No one ever pins Yano. Yeah. yeah he hasn't and, been pinned since the G1, I think. Yeah. So he, he punches uh, Yujiro in the Life Makers and with the fair play and gets the pin. So it's not not that he's it's not only that he's not getting pinned. He's getting, he, he's getting pins as well. He's the king of pro wrestling, goddammit. <laughs> Luke, I got a big yep. problem in this match, man. Big problem. And I'm surprised nobody mentioned it. And I'm not going to make a big stink about it because I think somebody just made a goof. And it is what it is. 
uh, you know, it's Hotshot Start, they're all fighting, and Okada, Irish whips evil into the timekeeper's table, which knocks over the timekeeper, and I'm like, oh, fuck, and I don't think the timekeeper knew who had done what, and he just knew, oh, shit, I might have to fall over here, so he falls over, which fucking ruins everything, because that's... Like, that's, like, one of those things that a heel does that for a year, and then finally some good guy does it to him, you know? And they fucking ruined it, and I'm mad about that, but I'll calm down. That set the counter back, so now Evil has to be like, all right, fine, Abe, you're going to get another year of this. Yes. You sit the fuck down and you pay attention. <laughs> we got a seven-man, uh, <laughs> you know, leverage spot from Bullet Club, which is pretty yeah. funny, so... And, you know, it is kind of fine. And the stuff between uh, Jay and Ishii's great. Um, you know, like you said, fair play. That's good stuff. Whatever. Yep. And uh, we got uh, Naito and Sonata versus Honma and God. And uh, could uh, could God perform a miracle on Honma? Uh, that's what I'd like to see. Uh, you know, one that will make him move around the ring a bit, I guess. I don't know. You... It's kind of Isn't weird the... to see Honma... Mixing it up with these kind of like, well, these, these three. Yeah, it stands out to me. I, I know I've beaten this dead horse a lot, but yes. Uh, and I also wrote that I kind of still ex- expected Ibushi to do a paradise lock in the title match. Because they, you know, they, they, they make all this big song and dance, how he can mimic his everyone, anyone's style and all that kind of stuff. And then he's kind of teased it in some of his preview matches. Oh, maybe I'll get the Paradise. Like, oh, no, I fucked it up. And I thought, their title match for sure. Now, unless I miss something, that never happens. So, eh, that's all right. Uh, I didn't even write the fucking winner of this match. I, I assume either Naito or Sonata beat the crap out of Honma. And uh, <laughs> yes. probably Naito. It's Destino. It's a Destino on Honma. So, yeah, there you go. I don't have any notes on this match. I remember writing them, but I don't see them anywhere here. Um, you know, uh, I I don't know. So I'm assuming Naito made fun of Hanma, and, and that's it. I don't have much to say about this, because like I said, I, I know I wrote some notes about him, but I don't see it here. So whatever. We'll move on, I guess. <laughs> yes. Whoops. I think we should. We've got the Dangerous Takers now versus the Gorillas of Destiny. And I think there's a real clunky start to this one. Uh, it reminded me of a match that the Gorillas of Destiny had, where it turned out it might have even been against the Dangerous Takers as well. But it started with them all hanging out uh, up on the stage. Yeah. Do you remember that match? Yeah. And, and it just felt really these... weird and clunky to do that at the start. But then right. once they got into the ring and started wrestling and stuff, the match turned out to be pretty fine. This match, I thought, started a bit clunky like that too. Um, you know, like, and also Tamar's got a giant bag full of stuff now, and they get through a lot of these what's in the bag comedy shenanigans nice and early, and that's fine. And look, I'm just going to say this right now, Mr. Andy, I don't mind disqualifications in matches; they're fine. Uh, what I do mind is when I watch a match that goes for nearly thirty fucking minutes. <laughs> And it's a fucking DQ. Bullshit. Go fuck yourself. I don't like it. I understand what they're doing. And I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you talk about it. I understand it's story stuff. They're doing this to kind of uh, build up Tai Chi and stuff like that. 
But you could have done that in 15 minutes and I would have been, oh, DQ, oh, well. But 30 minutes, that's a fucking, that's a marathon to go for a nothing ending. And I know, I know things happened, but I didn't like that. To get to this point, the match needed to be 30 bloody minutes almost. So I was annoyed big time when this match finished leading into the next one, Mr. Andy. So, uh, yeah, that's, I was really, yeah. What, maybe the voice of reason will calm me down. What did you think of this one, Mr. Andy? So remember before when I was talking about how I got tired and and then I fell asleep right uh, before this match started and I woke up at the beginning of the juniors match like they fucking the bell rang and my eyes woke up or like open so um mm-hmm. you know so I I had to go back and watch this I found it to be very long and I felt like the I don't know. This reminded me of one of those matches that you see uh, around Christmas time or something like that on some like throwaway WWE show where it's like they got a bunch of presents around the ring and you know they're opening. Oh, it's a chair and they, it's like that. I don't know. It just reminded me. That's the kind of feeling it gave me, and I didn't like that. That made me upset. Um, but what I did like, the positives I got out of this, right? I don't care about the finish. I didn't care who won. Um, uh, because th- this is going to end up being a good thing. Um, what I cared about is Tai Chi. And Tai Chi's my yeah. guy. He's super over with me. I don't care. I mean, I like ZSJ, uh, you know, but I mean, to me, Tai Chi's the guy. And so I was just watching him, and man, he sold his ass off. He worked like a tremendous baby face, and that's very good. Um, you know, G.O.D. retaining their titles. We're going to find out who they're going to be going up against uh, again uh, or here soon. And that's fine. They're moving up the card, basically. And, um, you know, the Techers are going to split up for a little bit. I don't know if you heard that news, but uh, they're going to be singles for a while. So this all made perfect sense. And, yep. you know, when, when Tai Chi finally put on the Iron Fingers and the, the moments went nuts. among mm-hmm. that area like that couple minutes when all that happened was awesome that was yeah. tremendous pro wrestling everything around it was like eh. yeah like uh yeah tai chi's just gone fucking nuts he's finally got his claw back and he's just just angry and just going for it uh iron clawing motherfuckers left right and center <laughs> i like elements of this match i do but the start was clunky yeah, uh, you could just cut that starting portion out and still have the match, and I probably would have liked it a bit better because that's like a good ten minutes, fifteen twenty minutes DQ. I still yeah, but you've still got the the Tai Chi build up stuff. Uh, I just think thirty minutes is a long time to go for a DQ, and uh, I wouldn't tolerate it uh, if uh, it happened at a company I don't like. So uh, I don't think I should <laughs> I should uh, be. Uh, Mr. Favorable and um, just like everything a company I do like does. Well, there's also something to be said for um, being concise. And, you know, and this match was not concise. And when I say not just in timing, but for example, you know, you do a, a reverse fake out. All right. Then you do a double reverse fake out. Then you have a quadruple quintuple reverse fake out. And, and that stuff was a little much. Um, and so when you have all that shit going on, there's like three chump bumps and then it ends in a DQ. It 
doesn't feel as earned as it would have if it would have been a much cleaner match. And then yeah. there's one chump bump, which leads to the DQ. You know what I mean? It just seems like there was a, it was almost like, that's why I was comparing it to WWE because, you know, WWE is like more is more, not less is more. So, yeah. it, you know, I think that they kind of went a little overboard with it. However, I had fun watching it. Um, it just seemed long, you know, and, and like I said, I came out of it thinking, all right, Tai Chi is going to be a singles wrestler now and he's going to fucking get in some of these title pictures and that's going to be good. I would, uh, I would really like that. Uh, I can already think of a title I'd like to see him go for after t- Castle Attack if, if, if uh, a certain uh, title match goes the way I want. Uh, oh, shit, I'll, just, I'll get into that uh, when it <laughs> happens. But uh, look, uh, let me go first with the next match because I think you'll do it the justice it probably deserves after I've had a bit of a chat. Okay, let's hear it, because I know we, uh, we disagree about this one. Yeah, it's... Uh, look, I know I'm grumpy, and I I can be known to make some grumpy comments online or on the show and things like that, but I saw everyone on the Tweety enjoying this match so much that uh, I just kept quiet, and I went back to my own account, and I just typed... Didn't even put a hashtag in. I was just like, I wish I loved this match like everybody else. Oh, but... <laughs> All right. The feelings I got for Hiromu Takahashi versus Show are the same feelings I got during Kota Ibushi versus uh, Sonata at the G1 final. I knew which way it was going. I knew, meaning I knew Ibushi was always winning, always. So that kind of deflated me. I guess because I, I wanted someone new to win this year, and then that didn't happen. That's fine, uh, that last year. Uh, but I just knew. Like, if Evil had a won, I would be like, oh, it's probably still a Bushi, but, oh, you can do every, anything. Like, you, you can go either way. I never felt like that. And the problem I had with that match is, like, let's go long, record-breaking. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, here's where I sit, Mr. Andy. Can New Japan Pro Wrestling... Do your do your record breaking matches that maybe do it in matches where I feel like it could go either way. Because uh, if I feel like it, it could only ever go one way and I know you're going long, that's just a long time for me to sit there and go, yep, Hiromi wins. Awesome. I knew that was happening. Did it have to take 35 fucking minutes? Now, I understand you want to... I didn't even realize that juniors hadn't gone for fucking 60 minute draws or anything like that before. So that kind of blew my mind, but Kevin Kelly and ELP at the start of this match going, Oh, this one might go long. And I'm like, no, no, don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Cause if it goes long, I know shows losing. And that just means I have to sit there and wait longer for it to happen. Now, when I watch this match, Mr. Andy, does it feature amazing wrestling? Fuck yes, it does. It does. It just does. It, 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 both men freaking killed it. But for me, I just I just really couldn't get into, into it. I just knew his show was losing. Had to wait for him to lose for over 30 minutes. I think maybe 15 to 20 would have been perfect. I know they both worked hard. I know they both deserve to be in a spot where they're breaking records and setting trends for the juniors. That's fine. I understand that. That's great. I think I would have preferred it a match this length maybe for show in a year's time when he's been built up a little more 
or against someone like maybe an El Desperado, where you know Hiromu might win, or probably will win, but El Desperado is in a spot right now where he could he's a legit contender for the title. So maybe I would have liked it. Yeah, I just kind of found it slow. I've watched it twice. I still... Uh, another feeling I had about it, Mr. Andy, is say in five or... I don't know how long we're going to do this show, man, but just say in five or six years' time, you go, hey, Luke, here's my match recommend, Hiromu versus show. And you know what I'd do, Mr. Andy? I'd just put the match on. I wouldn't have the context of where they were on the card or in terms of their popularity or anything like that. I'd just put the match on. I wouldn't have had the tag match beforehand with the 30 minutes that led to a finish I didn't quite like. I wouldn't have had that kind of affecting me as well. Sometimes when I watch these uh, recommends that you give give me, Mr. Andy, I don't know any of the context, and the Japanese commentary obviously doesn't tell me shit. So I'm just watching this match in, you know, just taking it as that match is. So <laughs> I reckon if this match had been a recommend or something like that, I might have been like, out of context, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, man, this was awesome, but kind of in context, it... It, it uh, yeah, it's just how I feel. I know these two men worked hard and they deserve it, and it's really hard to be <laughs> mad about that because they're, you know, you want to see them do well. Uh, that's kind of how I feel about it. But uh, bring us back up, Mister Andy. Okay, you know I Man, absolutely I love talk. this. I, like I said, my eyes opened as soon as the um, yeah, the bell sounded, and I was uh, I had just been asleep. And all of a sudden, my heart was pumping, and I was awake, you know. And, uh, you know, this had a very renewing feeling for me. And, um, you know, maybe this is sacrilege to you, but while I'm watching this, I'm thinking to myself, is this better than the Desperado match? Is this, I mean, this is pretty close, <laughs> you know. And, and it's really close in my mind uh, as far as the, you know, the in-ring work and the storyline. Because what we had is we have show who is the sacrificial lamb. But he doesn't know it, you know what I mean? And that's kind of important, you know, in the storyline. And, and uh, I think that his strength and the amount of feats of strength that he, uh, you know, took on in this match is kind of legendary. I mean, I have mm. never seen him go that hard. I've never seen him, you know, do as many lifting spots, like deadlift type spots. That, that, and even one of them was too hard and he couldn't do it. And he needed a little help, you know what I mean? There was like so much of that in the match as far as like these strength spots. And like when they're getting late in the match, the only reason I would have known how long they were into it is because Kevin Kelly tells us sometimes, which I wish he wouldn't do. And, um, you know, I just, because to me it went very quickly, and I was like, oh man, that was fucking fantastic. I loved it. There was a spot in this match that I've never seen before, and I thought was really neat. And that was, um, they've been beating the shit out of each other. They, you know, they kind of, you know, a lot of these Hiromu matches kind of follow that Dragon Lee versus Hiromu kind of, you know, uh, mold a little bit with the strike. That match really did set a trend, didn't it? Oh yeah, well, for his, for his matches specifically, yes. And um, they're doing all that. And then they go to the outside and they're beating each other on the outside and fucking like Hiromu Irish whip show into the uh, into the um, uh, guardrails. And he hits him like he's hitting the ropes. He grabs one, bounces off, and hits a lariat. And then they did it again. <laughs> that was fucking cool. I mean, it was like this, this like struggle of toughness. Uh, fighting spirit was the name of the game. And it was on full display. And it yeah. proved 
that Hiromu is chock full of this like this intangible thing that makes him a champion. I remember there was a you know we early in the podcast we were watching a match where Hiromu was in it and he was not the champion. And I remember just thinking, man, he's wrestling like a champion, you know, and and he just always does. And I I think that if anything. You know, in this type of match, one of the reasons that is very good is it puts both guys over huge. I thought that show really came out of his shell. My only like thing with him is his kind of, you know, his selling is a little silly at times, a little too big, a little too uh, corny, and so that that was a little much. But other than that, I thought he was fantastic. I thought Hiromu was Hiromu, which is great. And you know, I can understand seeing that this was slow and stuff, but. To me, there was a pattern to it, and and each guy was trying to execute a certain game plan, and it just really flowed for me. I thought it was great. Um, I, we may disagree on the next night's main event. Maybe in we may be in opposite spots on that. So we'll see about that. But I don't know. Does anything I say kind of help you, or I mean, are you just yeah. you know? I mean, because uh, I, I, I I I don't he- disagree. I can, hear what I you're can saying. see where you come from. My point. Yeah, I can hear what you're saying, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I saw that, and I can't really disagree. Those feats of strength were amazing. Hiromu does wrestle like a champion. Like, all this kind of stuff, I, I, I it's hard to disagree because I, I kind of don't. But for, for whatever reason, I just it just didn't click, and it hasn't clicked yet. I don't know. And I think it's – I think a lot of people know I like me some Hiromu, and I love Sean and shut up about him. But, uh, yeah – I don't know. I guess uh, you get you see a good match on paper and you think oh, I'm gonna love this, and then it turns out you don't, and it's kind of a bummer. But that's all right. I, I think it helps me too that I don't really care who wins most of the time. I mean, like nine times out of ten, I don't really care who wins, you know. And so that that's helpful for me because it helps me focus on what's going on, I guess, in the match and kind of, you know, look at it. I don't know. I see it the way I see it. You see it the way you see it. And that's why we're fans. And that's why we have fun talking about it. But, you know, I, you're right with the context separation. That's a very good point. Sometimes. Like uh, you didn't have, you didn't even like, you hadn't watched that 30 minute tag match that go go straight into it. Yes. So I, I, I totally just said that that colored my opinion oh, on the next totally. match. Oh, totally. Yeah, you were all pissed off about that, which I get, you know? So, and that's a similar thing that's happened to you before, and it's happened to me, too. I remember, yeah. man, I can't remember what match it was. There was one that happened, and it got me so hot that I just, it was during the G1, I'm pretty sure, and it just ruined the rest of the night for me. It was happened. it Ishii beating Jay White? <laughs> maybe, maybe so. Uh, but what did you think of the show overall? Um, you know, there's a lot of people missing. You know, obviously, uh, Tanahashi's not on this. Uh, we got, you know, Fale and a bunch of guys that are all missing. Um, but what did you think of what these guys were able to put together on night one in Hiroshima? Solid stuff. Uh, oh, by the way, at the end of uh, Hiromu's show, ELP and Ishimori jump uh, Hiromu. Of course, Bushi comes out for the save, and ELP's like, "I'm sick of you being fucking junior champion, and that, this is bullshit. I want, I want, I want a shot at your title." And Hiromu's like, "Well, you can have a shot at my title if me and Bushi get a shot at your titles." Yeah, that's good. And uh, I, I was like, "Oh, oh, that's why Bushi won." Oh, yeah, he's moving okay. up, and Wado yeah. is is um. Well, we'll talk about Watto here in a second. So, because uh, after the <laughs> you know show's next next match, I want to talk about Watto. Uh, 
Let me talk about. Look, I, I I liked Night One. I, I, I to a degree. I mean, I wasn't. Yeah, I like Night Two better. Let's just let's just move in. Okay. I don't hate Night One, but uh, the length of the junior match and maybe just how the the tech is God thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've already mentioned this. I don't know, man. I just I find it. I find it really hard to shit on things sometimes, even though I sometimes I just do it for like five minutes straight and then <laughs> I have to do it some more. But I've already done it. Don't make me shit twice. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes shitting twice is good for you. You know, you got to get that stuff yes. out. The emotions you have do. power, you know, and so does poop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. New beginning in Hiroshima night uh, two. So we've got uh, Gabriel Kidd, Yuya Uramura, and Yoda Suji versus Doki and the dangerous techers and uh suji makes it pretty clear that he doesn't want doki uh, which i thought was pretty cool he wanted taichi i think so zsj and kid took up most of the match in this, in this one and i liked it a lot it's uh, Z- Z- zach saber jr like twisting kid up like a pretzel and gabriel kid just trying to battle out of it and put some moves on zach saber jr but uh it's just too much gnarly looking armbar and zsj submits kid it's funny in the in the results page on on New Japan uh, 1972 the website it says it says he won with a wrist lock which is is very disrespectful which I like um, I forgot to mention this but on night two Doki came out and he had a T-shirt on he had his own T-shirt and it said Doki's Peros which means Doki's Doki bitches so that's awesome um, but tonight he yep. lost it already he had his uh, his Jeff Hardy shirt on again so that was disappointing but. Um, you know, but yeah, oh, okay, yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, the sheer shirt. I, I didn't ever put two and two together until you just mentioned that. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> this match um, just made me wonder if the Techers were done with Bullet Club and if this was kind of it uh, for them for now. And and post match comments that confirm that they're splitting up for now. Um, so you know, that's kind of all I had about this one. Oh, and also, yep. I'm sorry, the opening uh, of the show today, that comment that you heard from uh, Zack Sabre Jr. was uh, about this match. Yeah. All right, so let's just go on a tiny little detour. I didn't write down a review of the match or anything, but I, I actually wrote down the participants, so uh, I won't fuck it up like last week. Can't remember Pac's name. <laughs> you forgot Choshu? Now you forget Pac? Yeah. <laughs> and I've got a Park t-shirt. I'm, I'm fucking stupid. But it's an AEW match. It was announced at, early on this night of New Beginning that... All right, so if you guys don't regularly watch AEW, you can check out this particular match on New Japan Pro Wrestling World. Yeah. It's an AEW match. It's falls count anywhere. Anything goes. It's Kenta and Kenny Omega versus John Moxley and Lance Archer. I like the choice of wrestlers for this match because uh, Kenny Omega and Lance Archer are both previous United States uh, title champions. And uh, Kent is the current challenger and Mox is the current champ. So it's fun stuff. It's what you expect, dude. Like, you know, they fight around the place. They pins and shit. Uh, There's this guy named Peter Avalone. Like, he used to have this librarian gimmick. Now he's got this kind of Hugh Hefner type thing. Pretty so he Peter had this big Avalon, heart. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he had this big fucking 
bed shaped like a love heart and he was laying on it watching wrestling in a freaking Hefner robe. And of course, pe- wrestlers go through that. Of course. Uh, you know, they fight around all over the all over Daly's place. It's, it's, it's fun stuff. I like it. And but of course the match ends with uh, Archer getting a beat down by uh, Ken, uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers who come out. Of course you're gonna have a false count anywhere anything goes. Match the heels are always gonna have some backup. Uh, the heels tease like beating the shit out of uh, uh, Jake the Snake. Archer saves him. He gets a beat down and uh, the Good Brothers assist Kenny Omega in putting him up on his shoulders for the One Wicked Angel. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I, it's I, fun stuff. Kenta looked pretty cool. He 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 runs off the stage at one point and, and does a, a, a coup de coup de gras. I don't know what it's a double stomp uh, onto uh, Moxley, and I don't think the table even broke. So you know it was it was cool, fun stuff. Bit chaotic, but um, you know it was a fun way to end it end a dynamite. So uh, yeah, I have good. two I have two questions. Um, you, one is, uh, did Moxley bring the title out? And two, did any of this feel like New Japan? Uh, I don't remember if he brought the freaking title out. I do know that uh, in the in a promo video package he did, okay, he pulled so out the, the ti- title. The title's Hopefully been seen because we haven't seen him forever. I think the last time we saw it was in his... Uh, you know that maybe yeah. that that uh, promo that he did, or and before that, who knows? All right, so Kenny's entrance. This is great podcasting. Well, I mean, yeah, you don't have to can, answer it. Moxley did just, come out with the United States title. Yes, he does. Okay, that's good. And yeah. did any of this feel like New Japan to you? Uh, well, it was a false count anywhere, anywhere goes, anything goes match. So no. Okay. Because um, they don't really have those kinds of matches very often in New Japan. They certainly don't have Falls Count anywhere. Yeah, but the, but um, I thought the Kenta Moxley parts felt pre- pretty damn New Japan to me. Okay. Uh, those those are really cool. Uh, Kenta Kenta was fine. Like he quitted himself really well. Uh, I, I think anyone watching this might be might be a bit more curious about Kenta. Unfortunately, like as good as I like this shit with Kenta turning up on AEW and all that kind of stuff, I don't know how true this is, but um, uh, one of the Melted dudes, what's his name, Alvarez, he said that Matt, the the title match was recorded in December. Oh, you so, mean like I said when we did our Wrestle Kingdom episode? Yep, which is exactly what you said would happen. Yep. And... Even though they've got this really cool shit that they've done, obviously recorded later with this on AEW and stuff, I'm just like they recorded this a month ago or more, and Kozlov is still doing commentary for it. So no matter how awesome this build-up is, ladies and gentlemen, Kozlov is commentating on this match. Uh, Maybe they'll bring he... in Don Callis to do it because he was him and Kevin Kelly. Were oh my awesome. god, please. Uh, please bring Don Carlos for this. Also, listeners, if you think um, Kozlov's gotten better, send me a tweet or an email or whatever and just let me know. But unless he's, like, putting on a completely different voice, because I'm sorry, he sounds like the Mr. The, the Bueller dude from Ferris Bueller. But, yes, that that's my little AEW corner. That was when they first started mentioning that the AEW match will be on uh, New Japan World. Uh the next day, so I, I thought I'd slot it in right after the uh, Young Lion 
Suzuki Goon match. <laughs> I did have a lot of fun seeing all the fucking smarks on Twitter. Like, well, that means there's going to be more matches on New Japan World. I wonder what other matches they're going to put on. I mean, I can't wait. Now, you know, it's going to be great. And they're already like, you know, they've already booked like uh, 10 cards worth of matches that are going to be on New Japan World. And there may be no more matches on New Japan World. So we'll see what happens. We will definitely cover the ep or not the episode but the match at least uh for the title that's coming up here yep. soon i don't know if we'll watch i'll watch the whole episode but you know we'll see how busy that week is and see how it goes i'll we, have it we'll on. cover that that match so i will have it on uh and this is the show's chance like all right you want me to start watching this again fucking wow me <laughs> i mean it if it if it does wow me i will go all right i might not talk about it at length on on the show because we'd go long enough but i, I might just go hey it was pretty decent you know what would be on. funny is if as if uh you know kenta wins and and then uh yoshihashi runs in and beats him up and then yoshihashi spends like six weeks just squashing dudes and then you know and he's like the greatest wrestler ever he beats kenta and then comes back to uh, new japan and gets beat immediately by somebody else <laughs> that would be a very Yoshihashi storyline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, here we go. Back to New Japan Pro Wrestling and back to New Beginning. And we've got Sho, Tomoaki Honma, and Master Wato with Tenzin, of course, versus Suzuki, El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. And look at this. It's Suzuki's turn to troll on Honma. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome stuff. Suzuki just beats the shit out of Hanma, and I thought Hanma was getting pinned for sure. Then I used my wrestling brain and thought to myself, uh, Wato probably needs a win after yesterday. And sure enough. Mind you, it could have been Sho as well, but I don't think Sho lost anything from losing the night before, whereas uh, Wato lost to Bushi, so he needs a win. <laughs> and... Uh, his win is a work of art. Oh yeah. If you like, if if you like botches. Oh. Uh, <laughs> come on, dude. Come on, dude. Describe this pin okay. that yeah. Yoshinobu Kanemaru has to fucking sell to end the match. Well, they're too close to the ropes, and so when Water tries to, he's trying to do the I don't know what you call it, where you flop over and in your you're in a pinning position and then do like a flip yeah. and put your feet down. And he's trying to do that, but he's too close to the rope, so he's trying to, like, kind of hold up so his legs go, and it just doesn't quite work. And Kanemaru gets pinned for, like, a six count. So it's fine. You know, it's something that they'll work in the story. But there's big news coming out of this. Um, let me – so, you know, it's fine with Hanma and everything. I guess he's now the jobber to the stars or whatever, which will be fun uh, to see who he's, who's he going to lose to next, you know. And now it's Suzuki, so that's great. Um, but <laughs> but Wado and Sho. So if you look at this matchup, you know we got we got Hanma, who's just a guy, uh, and and no offense to Suzuki, but he's also just a guy right now. And then we have these these two groups of juniors, two of one of which is a well established tag team, and then we have mm. another group that is not a tag team, but very well could be. So in my notes, I was writing like with Wado and Sho being the juniors paired up here, it makes me wonder if they're going to be a tag team for a little while. And in the uh, after the backstage comments, uh, you got Watto, and he's like, yeah, man, I almost won. I sure did, you know. And, and, and uh, Tenzon's like, oh, 
you did, you did very good. I don't know why I'm here, but I sure am talking. And he said, uh, you like tagging with show, don't you? And he, and he's like, yeah, man, I fucking love it. It's the best show. It's great. I want to do that again. And, uh, you know, I, see, see, I'm not Watto cause that's my Watto impersonation. See? So, uh, you know, all you fucking people think, you know, something out there, but, um, but anyway, so then he just mentions that, you know, oh, well, maybe you guys should be a tag team. And it looks like that's what's going to happen. And here's my prediction. My prediction is that they will feud with oh, yeah. Suzuki-Goon for way too long because that's just how this works. And while all this other stuff that we're going to talk about, you know, or the, the Bushi and um, and Hiromu and, and Bullet Club stuff is going on, you know, this other, this original kind of thing, the Suzuki-Goon versus Wado and Show thing will determine the next number one contenders that was a long way around but i i got there so <laughs> yeah i can i can see that poor yo yeah. yeah he's gone for fucking ages isn't he? he's been gone for ages and i think he'll be gone for quite a while more it ouch you know with this kind of going on it makes you wonder it also may do something else though i mean because Wado got disrespected so much you know, I know they probably won't do this, and I, you know, because they don't really do this kind of stuff very often, but it would be great that, you know, his losing to show or losing with show, um, for whatever reason, pushes him over the edge or it pushes show over the edge. You know, one of those guys could yep. kind of turn on the other. There could be some fun stuff there. And then maybe Yo makes a surprise return, and that's, uh, you know, a weird di dynamic that's formed there. But I, it does make you kind of wonder. If they went in, they did the surgery, and sh and Yo's not, you know, it's not going so well for him, and and that sucks. I re he was really, I he wasn't my favorite wrestler, but I I really liked him, and the Rapongi 3K was yeah. the best junior tag team for sure. So I I thought, yeah, Show's the better wrestler, but I just kind of liked uh, liked Yo. He seemed like a really cool dude. Yeah, more personality than Show for yeah. sure. So yep. You know, they balance each other out. And and we, you know, I haven't gotten to do it yet much, but I do. I am going to recommend some Rapongi 3K matches coming up because they are fucking awesome. And we haven't gotten to talk about them at all. So, you know. No, we haven't. Oh, man, it's, that'd it's, be great. Well, when we talked about that, uh, the what was the match that Lexus Montez recommended? with the, the It was uh, Apollo, um, what you call Apollo it? Apollo 55 first? versus uh, Kenny and... Yes, yes, and yeah. Ibushi. That and he was making the point about how well this is our best junior team and and I was thinking about it I was like, you know that's like a trademark of New Japan is they always have a fucking fantastic juniors team that's like their guys you know their best ones and now they have several, um, but you know there's always that that kind of cut above and that's what Rapongi 3K was. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I I always felt that they didn't get their due with uh, a decent title reign either because of, of injuries or they'd win the title and then not defend it it was just weird how they booked them some of the yeah, time but young that's bucks right. and, and teams like that kind of made it difficult for them because people were always coming in and out and whatnot and i don't know the ring of honor stuff is good and it's led to some awesome combinations and stuff over time but i always hated it when ring of honor guys had a, a championship from new japan because then that championship's like off the books now and we can't see it now obviously nowadays that's much that doesn't matter as much because there's not as much as many wrestlers um and the shows mm. are much shorter but it i don't know it always bummed me out so i'm kind of glad that doesn't happen as much anymore but yeah agreed especially since like i'm not even sure how the fuck i'd go about watching ring of honor it's probably Who easy cares? but i don't want to talk whatever. about uh evil and okada can you tell 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, let me just get through this. Uh, we got Bushi, Hiromu, and did I skip a match? No. Oh wait. Nope. Oh, is that next? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought the uh, Yano Okada match was next. No, I, I do want to talk about this one. This one's good. Yeah. Bushi, Hiromu, and Naito versus El Fantasmo, Taiji Shimori, and Yujiro. I'm like, wait, but if Yujiro's there, who's who's evil tagging with? And uh, of course, it's Dick Togo. Yeah, but it's awesome. finally, they've separated Yujiro and Evil. I wish they'd separate <sighs> Yujiro from New Japan. <laughs> oh man, he can go before Homer, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, that's how much I think Yujiro can fuck Aww, off. Aw, at least Homer has <laughs> redeeming qualities, you know? Mate, he does have some redeeming qualities, and he turned... Look, I might have some shit to say about Mr. Yujiro Takahashi, but this motherfucker's a pro, and he proves it in this match. So you've got... Uh, you know, I love that uh, Yujiro won't play along with the Beavis and Butthead antics of, uh, of Ishimori <laughs> and El Fantasmo. They're like... Scratch his back, man. Scratch his back, and he won't do it. But when they put, uh, when they put, uh, I can't remember which wrestler it was of the three. Uh, it's probably Bushi. Yeah, yeah, that looks like it would be Bushi. But when they put him like in the tree of woe and hang him down, and uh, they they run up and do the foot to the crotch spot, and they're like, "Come on, Jiro." He's like, yeah, all right. He gets in, he gets it, gets involved in that one. So he'll do the triple team crotch stand, but he won't do the back raking. <laughs> we, we don't know what the duties and 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 hangups are of pimps, you know. And so I mean, maybe that crotch stuff is okay, but back stuff is not, you know. Yeah, and I <laughs> and I really like seeing uh, Hiromu make uh, El Fantasmo do a run onto Ishimori. That's a fun little little uh, spot right there in fact uh I'm, I'm looking at the six men i'm like i think yujiro is the only pinnable dude in this match and in fact uh destino on yujiro for the win but uh it was either a, just a standard boot to the face or when naito did uh combination cabron <laughs> or cabron whatever that uh uh naito accidentally fucking kicked uh, Yujiro right in the freaking nose. Yeah. And so for the last portion of this match, he's got, you know, he's got a, either, I don't know if it's broken or anything. Do you know, did it break? I heard it's broken in a thousand pieces. He's out for the next two years. All right, sweet. Now, uh, <laughs> I don't want him to lose like no, two years. I know. I, I just don't like his wrestling. But uh, props to him, though. He kept going up like, like I thought, hmm, this is the most badass thing I've seen this week. Yeah, well, we'll go to match recommends after this, and yeah. uh, <laughs> he just came back after a broken nose. That's uh, that's nothing. But uh, yeah, um, props to him. I always like it when a, when a guy gets rocked, and he's able to kind of shake it off and go, "Yep, I got. We're almost finished. Let's re let's roll. Let's finish it off." So uh, yeah. yeah, respect respect to Yujiro, even though I've just uh, shit on him again. Well, you know, I mean, it is what it is, but. Uh... I thought, um, you know, I thought this match was fine. I mean, it's nothing, you know, special or anything. I got the notes about the nose and all that stuff. But, you know, I, I was thinking about this while I was watching this, and I was thinking about Hiromu's match versus ELP at Wrestle Kingdom and how underwhelming it was. 
And, um, you know, and I just felt like that they needed to break the ice or something. And that match at Wrestle Kingdom was the icebreaker. Because now, when they interact in the ring, it is like they are going hard. It's fucking, it just seems much more easy for them. And it's it's like smoother and better. So I'm hoping... Because they've had that ring time together now. Yeah, oh, you're right. You're right. I mean, that definitely helps. And, and I think that the pressure... For I know ELP isn't a young wrestler, but opening uh, Wrestle Kingdom, there's a lot of pressure there, and I just yeah. I don't know. I, I not that he didn't rise to the occasion, but I feel like that the the pressure got to them a little bit, and the pacing was weird, and it just wasn't the best match ever. Um, but I'm looking forward to their interactions now. Is what I'm trying to say. So I, I can't wait to best see what they do now. So yeah. I think that's the thing with the previews, though, isn't it? Like, it, it's not just so we get a taste of what their match is going to be like. Uh, it's also so they get a really good feel for of each course. other. So when they do have that match, it's just going to be magical. They, so, uh, I mean, yeah. they When WWE used to run five house shows a week, you know, that's what it was all about. I mean, yes, it was about them making money and stuff, but it was also, I mean, if you saw, you know, what Kane and, and John Cena are feuding on TV, so you're going to see them wrestle uh, you know, getting ready for their upcoming match, you know, uh, on the house show. And, and that was great practice for them. And this is a similar type thing. You're right. Yep. Also, uh, after this match, I think there's a disinfectant time. And usually I don't make comments about these unless there's a major announcement or anything. But I will, I need to say this. Whoever, this might be a reason I, I'm not a massive fan of Okada. Like, I'm a fan of his, but, I, you know, I'm not like some huge supporter or anything. I think maybe it's because all these t-shirts are shit. And whoever designs Kazuchika Okada's t-shirts, this is the fucking rainmaker. You're fucking winning against a champ in your company. Whoever designs his t-shirts needs to be fired. <laughs> or or maybe they should just... Or if it's because Okada's like, I like it, and sell it. Uh, maybe someone should take Okada aside and go, you're not allowed to make t-shirt decisions anymore. Something One of those two things needs to happen. Uh, that's not a big deal though. So let's just go to the next match. I won't spend very much time on it, Mr. Andy. I promise, because I know you don't give a fuck about talking about Okada shirts. Let's go with Toriano and because you're not saying anything, so I'm right. <laughs> Toriano and Kazuchika Okada versus the Evil Dicks with no pimps. Yay! Look, uh, Okada's not happy and he's uh, trying to tombstone Evil outside, so he's fucking going for it. But you know, a double count out and they beat each other up. And uh, Okada chases Evil down the ramp and hits him with a chair. Chaos are turning into just evil, vicious thugs. How dare they? And then then I'm like, oh, okay. This is pretty cool. Evil versus Okada. Impromptu match. They never do this in New Japan. Cool. Uh, I can see this. It's quite, it seems like there's quite a lot of time left on the show. All right, let's do it. And they start at heart. Money clip. And uh, the crowd actually goes nuts for it because because it's on evil and they really don't like evil at the moment. But I still hate it. Evil gets the upper hand. Darkness falls. Scorpion deathlock. And then Togo comes out and causes a DQ anyway. <laughs> and then Yano comes out to make the save. But you know, Garrett Garrot on Okada. And dang, I wish they'd have just had the match. Why couldn't you just have had the match? And I guess because they want to give it more time. Uh, not in terms of build-up, of course. I think it's had enough time of that. But I mean time for them to have, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes. That's a match I can. I think Okada's definitely winning. But I've seen Evil beat Okada before, so you never know. And, uh, yeah. Uh, 
you probably don't have anything to add. I'll give you some space right now. Okay. Well, I, you know, oh, I you don't do have much to add I was going to about... give you five seconds of silence, and if you hadn't said anything, just go with the next match. But okay, go for it. I, I don't have much to add, add about the match, except that I really want Dick Togo to challenge uh, Yano for the King of Pro Wrestling thing. I, yes. I think that would be awesome. That's what I want to see. And it's amazing to me. And, and I, you know, this is, this is just how I feel. It's not necessarily the correct reading, but, you know, just, uh, you know, like wrestling Okada and feuding with him should give you the rub and it's not, it's just not working. And so I, I, I just, I don't know, I, man, I, I, I feel I, like uh, evil is someone I'd much rather see than Okada right now, just because yeah. we, we, we see now that there's two Okadas and, and there's the one that is just like the best wrestler in the world. And then there's the one who doesn't give a fuck. And that's the one we're seeing more often and it's fine. Yeah. Maybe he's hurt and we don't know it and he's hiding it and all that stuff. And that's great. And I'm sorry. I don't want him to be hurt, but it's just kind no, of hard to watch sometimes. I get it. Like, is he bored doing the same old stick? And when he tries the new stuff, because it's him, he expects like maybe people to get behind it and get really into it and stuff. I don't know, but yeah, uh, wrestling a card should have a rub, and uh, I don't think it's had a rub for, for almost a year, maybe a year or so now. Not since um, Wrestle Kingdom, and before that, who yeah. knows? You know what I mean? And before that, the last time Okada gave a real rub to something, it was the King of Pro Wrestling trophy because he announced it. Yeah, and uh, which he promptly got life made for. Um, which uh, was awesome, and I fucking loved that uh, that uh, Yano beat Okada and Tanahashi in. And he hasn't the been pinned since. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I really like the next match. I really, really do. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but uh, I'm ready to get into it. We've got uh, King Switch, Jay White, and the Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa, versus Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. And I'm like, yay, Gorillas of Destiny in the red. I don't know why, but I'll always mention it, especially Tongaloa. Really like it. Uh, you know, and uh, Kev, of course, has to lay in some groundwork, which always means to me, all right, how's this going to, what's he going to say that's going to make me kind of change my feelings of the match? <laughs> but he just says shit like, like the six man never titles change 48 percent of the time in title matches yeah and that uh, this particular chaos team have won a fuck ton and jay and the gorillas haven't really tagged much together at all so yeah uh by the way did you see tamatonga playfully uh poke chumpy in the eye or just smack him in the face or something yeah. right at the start He's fucking yeah. with Chump. With, I mean, he's trying to chump bump him. You, yeah. He doesn't know well, that, like, Chumpy doesn't he's... care. He's like, dude, this is my gimmick. Getting chumped out's what I do. <laughs> chumpy is as Chumpy does, yes. Uh, <laughs> so, I do notice that Chaos is wrestling like heels to start, and the crowd freaking love it. Yeah. Uh, they love that this arsehole, this young uh, New Zealand douchebag, has fired them up enough to make them go, oh, we're going to fucking kill this guy. So, yeah, the crowd's eating it up. They're going nuts for it. Uh, I'm going nuts for this match, and it's a fucking six-man. And I know I've been in on the on this uh, chaos train with these boys 
that I felt for sure was going to go a different way, and it didn't. But it's gone in such a way that's created two new feuds in two new directions, and I'm kind of happy with kind of how everything turned out here. Now, uh, I don't remember if I've said it before, so I'm going to say it now, Mr. Andy. Tongaloa has gotten better. Oh, big time. Like, yeah. he'll take long stretches of these tag matches, and he won't stink. He's not stinking the place up. In fact, he's doing the opposite. He's been pretty fucking badass, awesome selling, uh, great power moves when he needs to take the power moves. Like, I don't know what's happened. Like, has, has COVID or something made him train his ass off or something? But Tongaloa, holy shit. Like,. Yeah. Do you I, think I, you think that some of the other wrestlers are respecting him more, and they're you know helping him? Because I mean, like I've noticed that guys are bumping for him like crazy, and you know I don't know. He just seems to have the other wrestlers respect more or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. It might be just the fact that they're seeing he's taking it more serious, so they're willing to do more for him and shit like that, and maybe vice versa. Like, who knows? All I know is whatever Tongalola is doing right now. Keep doing that. It's Fuck working. Yeah. Hell yeah. But don't cut any uh, more promos. No more promos. No. He's really polite, isn't he? Doesn't he just sound really nice? <laughs> like, I'm going to fuck you up. And you're just like, oh, that's nice, Tonga. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I think, but go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I like that. Like, And here's where I wrote that note uh, that I like that Toma, Tama Tonga uh, will insult his opponents in Japanese. And also, props to Yoshi for taking another fucking beating. Uh, he's taken a lot of them. But when you're the obvious weak link of a tag team, that's your job. Take that beating. And, uh, yeah, man, he's, he's really good at being a whipping boy, isn't he? But uh, Jay White, oh, man. How many suplexes do you think he does? I think about five to seven, maybe more. Also... You know, he does the best urinagi. I, I I just love that when he finally got that on, I was like, yes, I love that. Uh, Tonga Loa easily diffuses the butterfly lock with his, his strength. <laughs> He's like, look, I might be better now, but I'm not selling for this. Fucking no, thing. fuck you, Yoshashi. <laughs> and I thought it was really smart to have Tonga Loa and Yoshihashi finish this match. Because you've got arguably your most pinnable dudes on both teams. Mm-hmm. So you have them in the final stretch of the match. Now you know the match could go anyway. You know Tongaloa, he's already a champion. Ape shit, it could be over. But you also know that you know it could go the other way because it's it's Tongaloa. So I really liked that. Uh, it was pr- pretty cool. And yeah, so wow. Yoshihashi pins Tamatonga, uh, sorry, Tongaloa in the same way he pinned Tamatonga mm-hmm. in World Tag League. And uh, Bullet Club's pissing off. They're, they, they're leaving. And then, uh, of course, Yoshihashi's like, as soon as he knew, he knew. He's like, I never pin champions. I've just pinned one. I'm challenging you. You're getting challenged. I'm so challenging you right now. And I'm like, yeah, fair enough. And uh, I'm like, all right. Don't choose Ishii. And Goto's my partner. I'm like, yes. So you got uh, a new kind of tag team feud there. They've kind of kept that tag team strong. And uh, I, I kind of like that. Gorillas of Destiny versus uh, Yoshi and Goto. That's a nightmare scenario for you, I think. But uh, I'm interested in that match. And, of course, you've got the even cooler feud of Ishii versus JYs. They're going to fucking kill each other. 
every time you see them wrestle, it starts off with a, a sequence where they're trying to clothesline. You know, they're trying to reverse and all this kind of shit to each other. Both men are really good at those kinds of sequences in matches where they're uh, reversed, reversals, reversals, reversals. Uh, so, uh, I, uh, yeah, I really like this. Can you tell? Yeah, I, you know, I didn't like as much as you did. But I still had fun with it. It's it's one of those matches where like almost all six guys are involved like at all times. Almost. It's yeah. I mean they do a really good job of working everybody in. Everybody gets shit in. Everybody's looking great. Everybody's taking shit. Everybody's making everybody else look great, which I like that. Um, also, I've said it before. Like one of the only good things about Goto is when he wrestles Tamatonga. They have awesome chemistry, and when they do the running the rope stuff for the changing directions, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um. You know, Jay and Ishii take the counter sequences to like another level. Um. Which is, uh, you know, they were getting shit on on Twitter for that today because people were like joking around about how rehearsed it is, quote unquote. Which I don't. It isn't. That's the thing, you know. So. Um, but whatever. And um, I don't feel like they rehearse in Japan. I feel like they just do it every yeah, night. And so just, they're able they're to just moving on, you know, this next movie, you just feel it out. It's called working brother, brother, brother. But, uh, anyway, um, there was some fun stuff that came out of this though, that I was, re- I really enjoyed. So I watched the backstage comments, right? And we did get a very shitty promo from Tonga Loa where he was screaming in, uh, in Yoshihashi's face. They had beat him up, which was really great. But then he sh- cut the shitty promo where he's like, you know, you don't challenge us. We challenge you. So we challenge you like, what? Like their logic doesn't make any sense, but I we- think he, yeah, I understood what he was trying to say. He was trying to say like, you don't make challenges to us. We choose who we wrestle. Uh, 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 we choose you. Yeah, I'm not fired. I quit. I quit. You know, that's, that's what it is, right? <laughs> you know, but uh, but we did get a gem out of this. And um, obviously, Tomatonga's been listening to the show. Um, it's clear. I mean, I you know, I don't know how else he, he could have pulled this out. But uh, here is a, a little sound from Tomatonga uh, uh, on our guy, well, your guy, Yoshihashi. Little Yoshihashi with a little brain and a little nut, little dick. <laughs> Did you hear that? Let's hear it again. Little Yoshihashi with a little brain and a little nut, little dick. Little dick? Wow. Oh, it's on now. We're going to see a fire on <laughs> the Yoshihashi like you never believed. Oh, man. Yeah, I... <laughs> That's fun. The way they've managed, like, that's four defenses by right now with that six-man never group. So that's pretty good for, I guess, the, those titles. And those these matches, I know they feature both Goto and Yoshihashi, but these title matches with the Nevergolds, none of them have really sucked. They've actually been, all of them have been kind of entertaining. Yeah. And they're always smart to have Yoshihashi involved in the finish almost each time because they know that, well... Yoshi, everyone knows that Yoshihashi loses a lot, so yeah, it's I, I really liked it. And Mr. Andy, th- this night of wrestling, night two, uh, it started earlier, so it started about 5 p.m. for me, so uh, I had to go out for dinner, so I got to watch an hour. I'm glad I went out for dinner now because now I can't go fucking out yeah, anywhere. Huh? Yeah, so now I don't regret it. So we, we went, wife and I went out for dinner, and when I came home, the show was over, so yay, I got to. Uh, you know, uh, well, watch the watch fucking it? show, of course. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, we get to the end of this match, and I'm like, all right, it's a title match time. I wonder how I'm going to feel about this. I wonder how, if I'm going to enjoy it or not, or whatever. And then 
it happened. Zack Sabre Jr. is on commentary, and I'm like, fucking finally. <laughs> Five minutes later, I'm like, speak up! Use the fucking microphone! Because the, the previous night, you had fucking El Fantasmo calling that uh, junior title match, right? And I knew, I know everyone could hear him, but he got into the match, and I feel like it worked. It didn't take away from anything. I know he had a bit of an echo, and so everyone could probably hear him or whatever, and maybe, maybe Zack Sabre Jr. didn't want that to happen, especially because the start of this match has an eerie kind of like... It starts really quiet. Yeah, Everyone's really quiet. quiet. Yes. Everyone. And I and when Kevin Kelly slowly starts talking, Zach comes in, but I feel like he held him back held himself back talking loud enough uh, to uh, to be understood because he didn't want to be uh overheard and I guess he would might have felt a bit embarrassed uh, being overheard and he didn't want to he didn't want any attention on him during the Sonata uh God match, which Look, I can understand that, but next time, motherfucker, speak into the microphone because every time he kind of spoke, I'm like, I think he's saying some interesting shit. Jeez, I wish I could hear it. Yeah, yeah I, uh, you're right, and and he gets it comes and goes too because there's times where you can understand him and it's like it's very clear, and there's other times where he's just kind of mumbling or he's really far away from the mic and he's just kind of like, oh, we'll go a bit well, like that, and and you know he speaks very quickly sometimes too. Which you gotta slow down. You gotta leave a little bit, a little bit of space. Otherwise, there's, you know, it's hard to digest what he's saying. But I would love to hear him on commentary more because his character is so interesting to hear from. Because he's a fucking asshole, but he's a good guy, you know. So yeah, it's, it's really funny. Yeah, and he had some really cool things to say about uh, Sonata and and God. This is the title match, everyone. It starts off in a way I didn't expect. Really quiet. Like, everyone's really quiet. Like, did they plan this quiet? It's really quiet. And then slowly, like, uh, you know, it starts getting you know, kind of noisier. There you go. And, Power clap. Yeah. And I really, I kind of liked that. It was it was different. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Charity's hearing some of the commentary by uh, ELP as well. And, he's, and Charity's like, is this golf? Uh, you mean I, LSJ? I, yeah. Uh, ZSJ. Oh, yeah, ZSJ. you're LSJ. Shit. Yeah, so uh, I can't remember what that was in context context with, but I said I'd mention it on the show, so uh, there it is. Uh, it made me fucking laugh anyway. <laughs> so uh, maybe when I listen back to this part of the show, Mr. Andy, I'll remember what that was in reference to, and I'll find it hilarious again. IWGP oh, right. double championship match. And That's right. There you go. The so you got it. Right, Sorry, like my, my brain's kind of like shit itself. No, you're fine. I was just trying to, you know, make a yeah. riff on the yeah, show. As soon as you started mumbling like that, I'm like, I was like, yeah, that that was the reference. Yeah, <laughs> what is this golf? Yeah, fuck it. I'm sorry, Charity. I fucked your joke up. Uh, it was good, but uh, yeah, uh, I didn't good. help. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> I ate too so much pizza starts, today, Luke, hey? and I feel really heavy. So. <laughs> so this match it starts as i expected and look uh, i am annoyed with the fans clapping what are they clapping ibushi or sonata mm. well they're clapping for fucking sonata because if they were clapping for ibushi it would be like this <laughs> how many syllables are there in god everyone come on fans <laughs> unclap get out of here 
Ah, that's good. Uh, yeah, the, look, the match builds up at a steady pace, uh, and I'm, I'm like, all right, where? What are they doing here? If, they, if I don't want it to go over thirty, because if it does, I'm like, that's just a long time for Sonata to lose, and I'm just kind of going to feel like how maybe I did the night before. But it's about 28 minutes, so it's it's close enough, but it doesn't go way over the, the thing. I felt this match had, I guess, better pacing for me. Um, so, yeah, I I think I enjoyed this. I'm going to sound like such an arsehole, Miss Dandy. I think I enjoyed this match more than the junior match the night before, but I also think their G1 match was better. And you know how I felt yeah, about that you match at the that, time. Right? So... <laughs> I just, I sound like some fucking arsehole who can't make his mind up or anything. We're all complex, dude. But I found the, I thought the finish to this one was abrupt as well. But, um, but good. Okay. Um. All right. They didn't hook, <laughs> they didn't hook me like the Moon show did. It just didn't hook yeah. me as much. Um. It, you know, there's some fun stuff here. There's a, a TKO to the floor, which is really cool, and like they kind of take it weird, and it looks dangerous, and that's good. Um, you know, Sonata gets to kick out of two Kamigoyes. He gets hit it with it twice and kicks out. And he gets an incredible false finish towards the end with this, like, reverse bridging pin thing that was just fucking awesome. It, yeah. Much like what you said about the uh, Hiromu versus um, uh, show match, I liked parts of this. However, um, you know, I I am not real high on this Kota Ibushi title reign. I have to tell you. You know, I may change my mind here in a moment uh, when we talk about who his next challenger is. But I just, you know, this was a, clearly a placeholder match. He's clearly the sacrificial lamb, even more clearly than Show was, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, because Show, I just Show at least got to go over thirty. Yeah, and and I just. I don't know. I, I'm not high on Sonata. I'm not really a big Sonata guy. So, you know, to me, this was just kind of like, ah, this is fine. This is a decent match. It's it's not um, going to be something I'll ever come back and watch again, necessarily. It's just kind of a match that happened. And was it good? Yeah. Did I care about it? Nah, not really. And, and that's why I don't feel that it's some kind of spectacular thing because of my, my feelings towards it, so. Could it be, a, uh, Mr. Andy, could it be a, a fact that, or um, maybe this is my theory for you, uh, you can tell me if I'm right or not, um, the two people Ibushi beat at Wrestle Kingdom are two people you and, you and I would rather see have the main titles than Ibushi? It's that, maybe a little bit. It's, to me, it is the major problem that you have when you have a white meat baby face like the rarest yeah. thing in pro wrestling is the the like you know natural white meat baby face and when he finally gets the title unless you have some monster heel come like challenge him he needs a challenge he needs something that is like something to overcome again you have to keep you know he needs another mountain to climb and so he's already you know climbed all the mountains and now he's just kind of looking out over the mountain and there's like a foothill that he has to go climb now, and that's not nearly as interesting. And so it's the same thing when any, you know, uh, pure babyface type character gets 
the title, then what? You know, and so this is what they yeah. did next. It's a placeholder. It's on to the next thing. I get it. And the next thing will be more exciting. It is, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be something that's a lot more, you know, of a hill to climb, of course. And that's what I'm looking for for my baby face. He, he needs to overcome something. So, you know, this is not something for him to overcome. It's just a, a small challenge. It's always good to see the hero win. But when the hero wins, the movie's over. Yeah, exactly. And this you movie know. never ends. So you got to, yeah. you know, what's next? What, 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 I, what's I, he going to do next? I totally get it. Look, I I think he deserves a, a, a shot at holding the gold. I think everyone in his right mind wants to see him have a good run with the with the belt. But yeah, he's a bit of a cookie cutter bad uh, good guy. I was thinking like, it, it, before we I mentioned what happens afterwards, I was thinking like, if you want to, give him another sacrificial lamb, but something that's going to like wake him up and put a fire under his ass. Suzuki. Now I, I, I know, I know I just did another sacrificial lamb, but someone who's going to be like, Hey, you so being this cookie cutter wimp. We want to see murder Ibushi smack in the face. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. Where is he? And my so, idea was Shingo. I would love to see Shingo get that title oh. shot, you know. But I think, you know, after I, I sent you a message like, oh, I but that's two LIJ you know, guys in a row. To, yeah, I want it to be Shingo um, and then maybe build up to Naito or something like that. But, you know, after I got done thinking that is putting Sonata in that spot. I know this sounds weird, but in a way it tells you that they don't think as much of him as they would Shingo because they don't want to put Shingo in that spot to lose they want yeah. you to win that title match if he ever has one, you know. So, or maybe I'm wrong there. Just a couple thoughts ahead, but I is it is it maybe a thing that Sonata is hugely over with the Japanese audience? You've said that before, and I'm sure yeah. that is the case. And I, I just don't. I don't get anything from him. He's an excellent wrestler. He he doesn't make faces, you know, and and so because of mm. that, I can't really tell what his emotions are. It's in and so that's difficult for me to get into the match. And and I know that there's lots of guys that are like that that I like. It's just he doesn't connect with me as much as the other guys. And I don't know that he even belongs in Lij. I mean, I don't know. He just seems out of place to me. Oh. Well, he is the cold skull, so I guess that's why he doesn't. Yeah, but come on, make a face. But yeah, I, I totally get that. And look, after the match ends, something happens I really liked. Uh, and I always love this trope of the next challenger coming straight out. And Naito comes out. And I'm like, oh, all right. Um, I'm glad this happened after the match. So I'm, I'm straight to the fucking Chris Charlton or New Japan Global thing so i can read the translations and naito's like look you beat me at the dome so i don't feel like i'm in a position to go i want to take both your belts but you want to unify those belts and i think that's a shit idea and go fuck yourself i'm challenging you for the ic title and charity who's you know she's loving this abushi stuff by the way so she's she's pretty happy that's good even even she turned to me and said, "I hope Naito wins. I don't want that belt unified. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them to unify the belts. I want Naito to win." I'm like, "Whoa, okay." Uh, so yeah, challenges for the Intercontinental Title, a title where 2017, like the year I started watching. Before that, uh, Naito was a that year, uh, Naito was a IC champion. He'd just throw that title around. Destroyed it. Just, it was awesome. Just, 
and now and now a few years later he's like eh, you can keep that black belt i'm taking that white belt off you and i'm like wow he's he's come around on that title i like that too because one of the reasons that it would be a shame to see the IC title go away and be unified is because then what happens to the lineage of it? What happens? That's like erasing Nakamura from New Japan history. You know, you can't do that. I, I, you know, I would hate that. And so then what do you do with their lineage? Do you, you know, when they play the video and the, and the, you know, the title gets its theme song, do they show those guys as well during the heavyweight championship? No, you can't do that. So it makes way more sense to separate them. And I'm glad that's what they're doing. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. The way, the way Ibushi, uh, I think described it in, in his comments, he's like, look, I respect the lineage of the IC belt. And the IWGP heavyweight title, and I would love those lineages to become one. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. And I can I can see that kind of way of thinking, but everyone disagrees with him, right? Like we're not the only ones. And Naito, Naito was just like, I wasn't waiting for Tanahashi or Okada or something to make a comment about this. I'm coming out and I'm saying, no, that's not happening. I'm taking your belt. Good. And. Yeah, uh, I always wondered how they'd separate the titles, and if this is how they do it, I'm all for it. Yeah, and then that'll help Naito, you know, kind of climb the ladder a little more and, you know, work his way back up to whatever he's going to do, and that gives us another big title to main event shows like this, because, you know, if you've noticed, all these kind of, you know, quote-unquote bigger shows, they have to have titles in the main events, and so do the kind of smaller shows that go around it in some cases to keep this stuff interesting. So, you know, the more titles they can kind of have that are these kind of upper echelon titles, the better, and I'm all for it. Um... Luke, uh, before we kind of wrap up everything on this show, I did find out something interesting. So we have this show coming up called Castle Attack. You heard Castle me, right? Attack. Castle Attack. Yep. And, um, you know, and of course I'm like, well, that's a building, you know, and castles typically are like old buildings. And I like old buildings because I'm just, you know, a history guy now. And, um, you know, I found out mm-hmm. what it means. You know, it was interesting. It wasn't as interesting as the Sengoku Lord. But um, it is going to take place in Osaka, Joe Hall, which is near Osaka Castle, uh, which was built in 1583. And you bet you guys better stay tuned. I mean, you come for the analysis, you come for us, you know, the entertainment, but you really come for the old building information. And so, um, you know, as we go through these road to uh, castle attacks, we're going to learn a lot about Osaka Castle. So I'm just, I just want to put that out there. What'd you think All of right. the, uh, of night two um, of uh, new beginning in Hiroshima? Was it better than night one? Was it the same? Was it different in any way? I, I think I liked it a little more than night one. Look, and it's weird, too, because I was just like, man, Jay doesn't even give a crap about these six-mans, but I'd just love to see him have it just to, just to be a heel to Ishii. And then it didn't happen. It went the other way. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's kind of two different feuds, and they've still got Ishii versus Jay for the singles. I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm, I'm down for that. So <laughs> my boy didn't win a title, but, uh, I mean, it's just, it's just a six-man, so it's probably not that big a deal, but... I think those 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 six mans mean a little more than they did a year ago. Just a little more. Yeah, it's true. And 
you know, I we didn't talk about this real quick. I'll mention that in the backstage comments, you know, Yoshihashi and Goto and Ishii were sitting there like, oh, we're going to say stuff. And, um, you know, G.O.D. and uh, Jay just beat the fuck out of them. And we did talk about what... Uh, what uh, Tonga Loa and Tama Tonga said, but you know Jay was there with them, beating the fuck out of Ishii, um, and they uh, they beat him up pretty good. And man, the camera stayed on Goto. I didn't have time to do it, but I'm I'm probably gonna go back and, and pull this video because it's so great. Goto defeated, and he can barely stand. And it's like, yeah, that's where he should be, fucker. Heaven on earth for you, Mister. Yeah, it was. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we've got a couple. Uh, there's some shows coming up. It's all Road to Castle Attack, and Castle Attack will happen at the end of the month. Castle Attack! So you'll hear us, you'll probably hear us later on about matches that we've got coming up that we're looking forward to. Um, in fact, uh, I think the only title match coming up that I'm not looking forward to that much is Tanahashi versus uh, Greater Laundry. Because, yeah, no laundry uh, boys. No laundry it, boys this week either. And that's, you know, and that's why I know we're going to get emails and we're going to get a lot of tweets. That's that's why there was no Genghis Khan fact this week because Great Ocon wasn't here. So. Damn it. I was having a drink. Yes. Uh, I've been pretty good hiding my drinks this time, but uh, you caught me. But yeah, um, I just don't like it because I've seen, saw that match at the Tokyo Dome and uh, Ocon lost. And what has he done since? He's won one match. He's he's hot. One, he's hot. one singles match is one. All right, dude. Shall we go to uh, our recommends? Yeah, this is becoming uh, one of my favorite parts of the show. Weekly match recommends. Um, you know, uh, we had some good ones this week, and we got some good ones coming up. Luke, what was your match recommendation of the week? All right. So for the second time in our show's history, uh, I chose a match we'd already covered. <laughs> I've done awesome. that twice. I know I've done it at least twice. So uh, I went, I had a backup, thank goodness, and my backup was Keiji Mudo and Shiro Kashinaka versus Akira Maeda and Nobuhiko Takata. This is from Enoki Fighting Spirit Live Part 2, March 26, 1987 at Osaka Castle Hall. What? Yeah. <laughs> And it's for the it's an IWGP Tag Team Championship match. This is a rematch from a match that also happened in March between all four men in 1987. Uh, so the first match between these four men was just fucking awesome. The second match, Mr. Andy drives me fucking crazy balls because they're in. Why why are they in those corners? What's going on? Describe what you mean. All right. All right, if you, if you look at a screen right now, any kind of screen, all right, imagine that's a wrestling ring, and if you're watching wrestling, you've got the top, the top left and the bottom right. That's, that's where the tags go, right? That's where, you, you're, that's where the people stand. In this match, they're on the bottom left and the top right. <laughs> and it's fucking confusing. Everything looks like it's like kind of out of place and doesn't quite work as well. Uh, are they trying to make this as good as last time? Hell yeah. But the positioning is all weird because they're not in the, the right kind of corners. For some reason, they're in the opposite corners to how every other tag match I've ever seen in my life, ever. And it drove me fucking bonkers, Mr. Andy. I, yeah, was it hard hitting and fast paced? Was really good wrestling? Yeah, I thought so. 
Koshinaka even does an ass attack, like Taguchi style at one time, flying one. And uh, this time, Maida, I think it's Maida, uh, uh, he taps uh, Koshinaka out. So if there's a third match in this trilogy, uh, I hope they don't find a third. I don't I hope they don't stand in, in the middle of the ropes for a tag <laughs> this time. And uh, or they stand on the same corner waiting for tags like that. That'd, but uh, if there is a third match, it's not on New Japan World at the moment. But uh, so far, it's uh, Keiji Mudo and Shiro Koshinaka one, and Akira Maeda and Nobuhiko Takata one. And their match maybe happened somewhere else or something. I don't know, but it feels like this is the second of a trilogy, and I don't see a third one. Oh well. Well, I found this very similar to the first match. Um, you know, I noticed the pit ring positioning that you mentioned. It, it reminded me of, uh, you know, more than once at an indie wrestling show we've been watching and um, the competitors had traded spots on accident. So that I've seen that happen before. Um, but uh, that's really funny. So let's see here. Um, th- they did a lot of the same spots from the cert- first match, but this one was even more like ma- martial arts based until they started double teaming each other. There was a pretty funny part though where <laughs> they're doing the ring, the bad guys, the UWF guys are doing the um, ring distraction or the uh, ref distraction thing, and and so the ref is supposed to be keeping Muda from coming in while the bad guys t- uh, double team uh, the other, the <laughs> no, other guy. But, but they don't. It, like, the ref doesn't. He just lets him come in. And so, like, Muda has to walk up and just, like, stand there. And then finally the ref is like, hey, get out of here. He's like, oh, I guess so, and just walks over there. And the next thing that happens is Muda breaks up a submission with a totally unnecessarily top rope flying knee. And so, and then he just kind of looks at the ref like, fuck you. <laughs> so, that was fun. Um, a ton of disrespectful paintbrushing in this match. They're just smacking the shit out of each other right and left. Um, there's some completely bullshit tags from the UWF guys, including one where the dude is on the top rope and he reaches down and tags the dude and the ref's like, okay, you come on in. Um, that was bullshit. Uh, Muda kicks out of a bridging dragon suplex uh, towards the end and the crowd fucking loses it. And, and when I say they lose it, they are hotter than any American crowd. I mean, they are standing up, waving shit in the air like fucking. It's insane. The crowd is in, so into this, and um, I thought it was really fun. And you know, I I've seen enough of this group already, so I, I thank you guys, you know, for recommending these two matches. Um, mm. I like these guys, and I kind of want to see what these UWF guys did, uh, you know, going forward, and what, and maybe if they had some UWFI matches, I'd like to see those because this very much felt like that at the beginning. It's good stuff. Yeah, solid stuff that I think's aged pretty well. Uh, that's the only match I've ever seen where where they're on the wrong corners. Like I've never seen that before ever, um, and it it my brain hurt and it just made everything kind of look a little wrong but uh i think the four men did pretty kick ass all right dude i think uh everyone has heard of this match that you've picked uh and people are probably wondering why we didn't choose this match sooner but uh, you know you gotta you gotta work your way you can't well, you can't you have that. yeah I, I have a yeah. reason so 
<clears throat> pardon me, I have this list of match recommendations. And, you know, I the way inspiration works for me is it kind of comes all at once. You know, I'll get like, I'll have like three hours of inspiration in a week where like a bunch of great ideas come and then it may not happen again for a week or two. <clears throat> and so I keep this list. And so when I think of them, I'll just add a bunch of them to the list. And sometimes I get like five or six at the same time. And sometimes something pops up and bumps its way to the top, right? So this match has been on my list for a while, and uh, other matches have kind of, I've remembered them. We're going to talk about another one of those here in a second. So I've remembered them, and they've kind of bumped their way in front of other stuff. So that's kind of how it works for me. And so this is from February 10th, 1990. Uh, it's from a show called Super Fight, and it's, it's at the Tokyo Dome. It is heavyweight championship match, IWGP heavyweight championship match, a match that cannot have a finish, by the way. Big Van Vader versus the Western Lariat, Stan Hansen, who is the, he's the monster heel in all Japan, and Vader is the monster heel in New Japan. So this is like a dream match, right? Um, and I'm going to let you talk about the kind of specific reason why this is important, but here's a few details about this that's kind of fun. Um, you know, big, the Big Van Vader character was designed by this guy named Go Nagaya, uh, who is one of, like, the most famous Japanese manga artists. He also designed Jushin Thunder Liger, so that character. And so the Van Vader character with the big helmet and all that stuff, um, that is from one of his mangas, and it's, it's exactly like it's drawn. I saw a picture of it. It's unbelievably close. So they did a great job. <clears throat> making that helmet uh, that's incredible. Now, unfortunately, on New Japan World, you don't get to see the helmet because they edited the shit out of this match. <clears throat> so I watched it on New Japan World, and I watched it on Daily Motion. If you ever can't figure out, you know, uh, find one that's not edited, it'll be on Daily Motion most of the time. So that's where I watched it uh, there as well. Um, let's see here. And so... This match can't have a finish because you got these two monster heels that have not been beaten, from what I understand. I, I think, and if they have, it's not. It's been quite an undertaking to finally beat them in their respective places, uh, promotions. So, this match works really well, even though it can't have a finish. Both these guys come off great, especially Vader, um, who somehow like gains mystique after being forced to break character and sell, because like. He wouldn't sell. That was kind of like, like he's the Undertaker or something. He just wouldn't sell. And that was part of the the, the gimmick. Um, Hansen's legend grows after he plucked the eye out of the monster, just like Odysseus and the Cyclops. I mean, it's fucking awesome. And it's a legendary match for more than one reason. Uh, Luke, tell me about your experience watching this. Had you seen it before? Uh, tell me all about why this match is, is well known. So I'm a, I'm a, I sent you this message. Uh, I said I watched the edited version on uh, New Japan World. He's like, you sent me a link for the uh, unedited version, and I said uh, I'm not man enough to watch uh, to watch that unedited version, and uh, I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> so we watched the edited version. It it, it cuts to a bit, obviously, where uh, um, Vader's eyes hanging out. And to a part where even just seeing like the aftermath of it, his fucking bruised eye doesn't look like it's back in there properly and shit. And Charity's sitting there saying, why did they continue this match? Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm just like, well, Vader's the champion. Uh, they're both the champion and uh, they will kill Tiger Hattori. 
if he fucking stops this match. They will just beat the shit out of that poor, poor uh, little dude. Well, everyone looks little next to Stan Hansen and Big Van Vader. Uh, but uh, I'd even give this the never as fuck seal of approval, dude. Yes. Like, these oh, two, yeah. these two just fucking beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, there are some moves, but this is just mostly a brawl, and it's fucking brutal stuff. Uh, it's it's legendary. It makes Stan look like a badass because he took out Vader's eye, and it makes Vader look like a badass because he stood there, popped his eye back in. Uh, at least that's how I heard it. You can tell me you watched the unedited, and then just finish that match. He did. Uh, it's, uh, it's like. It's weird because, and, and you, you know, I don't want anybody to think about what this feels like, but I have to describe it. I'm sorry. Um, it looks like Vader has something in his eye when, when he gets, you know, when he gets his eye popped out. Yeah. But what's in his eye is his eye. So he has yeah. to, like, rip the mask off because the mask has put pressure on it. And then he just kind of tries to shake it off. And you just kind of – he puts his hand over his face. And, you know, they stop the match for a second so he can do that. But it's not long. And he comes back with a vengeance. And, man, I you know, there's also a part in this match that made me really think about the uh, kaiju kind of thing and, and Godzilla and stuff and Japanese yeah. – um, is this two big monster men yes. fighting it out? Yes, Fuck and yeah. when they stand in the crowd, because they do, they brawl around the crowd, everyone's like a two feet shorter than them, which they would be in any country. It's not just that, but it just it just really evokes like a real-life version of, you know, King Kong versus Godzilla or something. It, it's pretty fucking badass, so I, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. No, it's... It, oh, Did you like it? Yeah, I mean shit the shit that's happened like if you listen to or watch an interview with uh mr leon who's big van vader nice guy fucking teddy bear you listen to other people talk about vader they really like the guy respect him really nice guy but man he's had some fucking physical brawls vader's the guy who uh, is responsible for foley's ear being missing if right. uh, yeah if uh, some listeners don't know that as well so uh yeah also uh, neither are Vader's Neither were intentionals, but both of them, both incidents, <laughs> make him look like a fucking beast. Well, and Vader, um, or excuse me, Stan Hansen is blind as a bat, too. And so, like, that's one of the reasons this happened is because he can't see. So, you know, he's like, he when he doesn't have his glasses on, he can't see shit. And so that's like a legendary thing with him is that he's just would potato people because he can't fucking see them. So, you know, <laughs> so, that's one of the reasons why he comes off as awesome because he's just fucking, what's the deal? We have a guy around here that everyone's like, the, the potatoes people, and they're like, oh, man, his punches look so great because they're fucking real, you know? So, yeah. That's pretty great. <laughs> Well, that was fun. I'm glad we finally got that off the books because that's an important one. And we'll dip our toe back into these, uh, you know, these kind of super heavyweight style matches and stuff here and there. And I found a really good one after this um, that went on my list that's gonna uh, gonna show up a little later too with a wrestler that you're that everyone's gonna be like, oh my god, that guy was in there. Okay, great. You know, there's a lot of that that goes on, and stuff like this makes it really fun. Um, Luke, if we got nothing else about the uh, Hansen versus Vader match, let me know what is your recommendation for next week. All right. So Mr. Andy actually helped me with this one. Yesterday we were messaging each other about wrestling, and I, I watched a part of this doco that's free on YouTube called Forever Hardcore. It's just about some ECW stuff. 
But uh, I, I was like, oh, great. It's got that Douglas dude. Oh, who cares about him? But I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely listen to Terry Funk talk about anything for any length of time. And so we were, you and I were talking about Terry Funk, and you, and you were like, there's only one Terry Funk match on New Japan World. I'm like, really? Well, I guess he would have wrestled everywhere, but there's only one match. And I look it up, and sure enough, it's this crazy-looking tag match. And I'm like, uh, do you want to recommend this, Andy, or shall I do it? And you're like, you'll do it. I'm like, yes. All right, cool. I didn't have to search. Mr. Andy helped me. So it's from January 4th, 2010 at the Tokyo Dome. It's the fifth match. It's Wrestle Kingdom uh, 4 or 6? What the fuck? It's Wrestle Kingdom. Or 10? Ah, it's one of those. I don't know. Whatever. January 4th, 2010 at the Tokyo Dome. That's all you need. It's a special eight-man tag match. It's called The Legend Never Rots. And it is Manabu, uh, Manabu Nakanishi, Masahiro Chono, Ricky Choshu and Terry Funk versus Toriyanu, Tomohiro Ishii, Takeshi Iska, and Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah! That is like the oddest lineup of wrestlers I've ever seen for a match, and uh, I'm kind of excited. Yeah. That's fun, man. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm interested to see what kind of interactions Yano has, and we'll see a different Yano in a different Iska, I think, back then. Yeah. So, um,. That'll be really fun, and rest. You know, some of the listeners probably don't even know who Iska is, and and so they'll get to see uh, a different side of him that we really haven't seen much. So uh, that'll be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I my recommendation is one that is like I said. Sometimes I I remember these matches. They're like when we started the show, there was this like list in my mind, and I don't have very good memory, so it just kind of disappeared into the wind. <laughs> Um, and, uh, as these kind of come back to me, like Gato versus Rocky Romero was one, you know, it's like they, this year of 2016 was a very formative year in my new Japan pro wrestling fandom. And I saw, I mean, some of the things that I saw that year are to me, the best things I've ever seen in pro wrestling. And, um, I love that year so much. And in particular, the G1 climax of that year is one of my favorite things ever. Um, the I've already recommended at least one match from the G1 Climax Finals of that year, um, and I'm going to recommend another. I think the first one was that funny match that had uh, you know the crazy tag with um, Captain New Japan and all that stuff. Um, we I watched th- a Marafuji match, which is related to the G1, yes, or, yes, I mean- or because or it was set after the G1, but it was because of a victory by Marafuji. Right. Yes, this is uh, so that's one of the reasons I love this, uh, you know, scenario around the G1 so much is because it brought in all these Noah guys and the Noah guys are good. And so and they they hate New Japan for some reason. So like this match to me, um, it means a lot to me. I don't know how else to say it. It's really meaningful to me, and you'll see why it should be meaningful to you as well. And we'll explain in detail what that means uh, next week. But uh, it's the fourth match uh, on uh, G1 Climax Finals. Uh, that's August 14th, 2016 at Ryoguku. And it is, um, these are the Noah guys, and I'll butcher their names. But we got Nakajima, we got Goshiyazaki, we got Shufa Nakakuji, and, and Masa Kitamira. I'm really bad. I'm sorry. I'm not as good as Luke. And, and then on the New Japan side, we have uh, Yuji Nagata, Hiroshi Tenzon, and Katsuhiro Shibata. All right. Um, and uh, 
this is special shit. Oh, and Nakanishi's in this match too. So, but this is very special, and uh, you'll see why. Nakanishi choices. It's it's I don't want to say anymore, but it is something else, man. I might watch it tonight again because I just watched it the other night. I just love this match so much. So it's fantastic. You guys will love it. I just want to keep talking about it, but I can't. We have to wait a week. So. Yep, we sure do. What do we have next week? Oh, we've Castle got- Attack. My Monday road to castle attack. You got to cross the moat and shit first before you get to the fucking. So what do we got? We got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's fuck me. That's four shows. All right, we'll talk about behind the scenes stuff. Behind the scenes. So, yeah. uh, and Gator, we trust. Little Dick. 